This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Joe Biden has departed for Israel. The U.S. is surging thousands of troops into the region. We're learning that several thousand more are currently on their way, and they are preparing 2,000 more for potential deployment. Currently, it is being reported by The Washington Post that 19,000 personnel are in the region already, with 2,000 more preparing to go. We are also learning that the U.S. embassy and Israeli embassy are being, I don't know what the right word is for this, besieged. I don't want to call it a protest. It's not a protest. It's something else. They've tried to storm the Israeli embassy already in Jordan. There's reporting that in Beirut, there is some kind of attack on the U.S. embassy, but that may be incorrect. We're getting a lot of conflicting reports right now. It seems like what we can say more definitively is that there was an attempt to storm the Israeli embassy in Jordan. The meeting between Joe Biden and Jordanian, the Jordanian government has been canceled. And there is a tremendous fear among many uh, commentators and political personalities that Joe Biden is in serious danger going into the region right now and should not do it because the risk. And I'll say this is my opinion. The risk is not just to him. It's to the world if something happens to him. But it certainly looks like things are getting very serious Report has come out that a hospital in Gaza has been hit by some kind of rocket fire. The current, I would say, in, again, in my opinion, uh, likely scenario is that Hamas fired a rocket. It misfired. It hit the, the hospital. But there's conflicting reports. Many on the left are saying that it was an Israeli strike. Many on the right are saying Hamas screwed up. We'll break this all down. But it certainly looks like we are entering a much larger war in the region, potentially the largest we've seen in our lifetimes. And with Joe Biden going to the region, things are about to get extremely serious. We could be looking at a total of 21,000 U.S. military personnel in the region with already 19,000 there. We're going to talk about this. Before we get started, my friends, head over to castbrew.com and buy our coffee. If you want to support the show and you want the best cup of coffee you've ever had, head over to castbrew.com and pick up some Mr. Bocus pumpkin spice experience. You get a picture of Mr. Bocus, the cat, on every bag you purchase. And uh, we've got a Appalachian Nights. Dark Roast, that's, that's my favorite, to be completely honest. Rise with Roberto Jr. We sponsor ourselves. To be fair, I totally get why a bunch of advertisers would not want to run a sponsor spot on a show where we're talking about hospitals being blown up and potentially very serious war. And for that reason, we sponsor ourselves. If you'd like to purchase some awesome coffee and support our cultural endeavors, go to casper.com and pick up your coffee today. Or head over to timcast.com, click join us, become a member to support our work directly. If you're just like, you know what, screw it. I love these guys and I want to make sure they can keep working and bring on more really awesome people and work on these cultural projects to help win a culture war. Go to TimCast.com, click join us, join our Discord, hang out with like-minded individuals, and you can also watch our uncensored members-only show. We're going to have those up, uh, that one up for you tonight at 10 p.m. We do that Monday through Thursday. You don't want to miss it. Smash that like button right now. Share the show everywhere on social media if you do like it and want, really want to help us out. Joining us tonight to talk about this and a whole lot more, we've got Riley Moore. Hi, thanks for having me back on. Welcome back. Yes, sir. Uh, who are you? What do you do? Uh, I am currently the state treasurer of West Virginia, also candidate for Congress in the 2nd Congressional District of West Virginia. So we have another story. It's uh, Biden's going to request $100 billion for Ukraine and Israel. And when we pulled the story up, Riley was like, what? Like, and it's funny because you're a treasurer. You're like, how is that possible? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, do you say million? You're like, no, billion. And you're like, no, 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 million. No, billion. You're like, how? <laughs> <laughs> 
Guess we'll just keep printing that money. That's so, right. That's yeah. right. We got Shane Cashman hanging out. What's up? Proud to be here with my treasurer. Uh, uh, my yes. favorite treasurer. Yeah, I'm a writer for Tincast News recently at the GOP debate where I saw Gavin Newsom slip into a skin suit. And I have a story coming out this week uh, where I was he with Carrie Lake. Skin back and I, he's actually three demons stacked on top of each other's shoulders. <laughs> oh, and okay. I saw the suit like that. But uh, And I have a story coming out this week. It's true. They're going to put out a fact check. Is yeah. Gavin Newsom three demons? False. I would love to see that fact check. Crazy conspiracy theorist. Uh, yeah, and I got another story coming out this week with uh, my time with Carrie Lake uh, when she announced her candidacy for Senate. Awesome. Yeah, she's, awesome. she's, she's going to be on soon. Um, yeah, we're big fans of Carrie Lake. She's awesome. She's been awesome. here several times. We got Libby here. Hey, glad to be back. I'm Libby Emmons. I'm the editor-in-chief for The Post Millennial and humanevents.com. Uh, yeah, and I am still here, Surge.com, ready for the episode. I don't even, I don't even know which, which story. Yeah, it's like, going to be tough. It, it, like, it, they tried to storm the Israeli embassy. I mean, we're looking at a massive escalation, but at least I suppose we'll start with where the United States is currently at. This reporting just updated an hour ago from the Washington Post. Pentagon surging thousands of troops toward Israel amid Gaza war. The U.S. is projecting military strength in the Middle East as its diplomats race to prevent the crisis from erupting into a broader conflict. I'm just going to say it seems like they're not succeeding in that. And actually, I think the U.S. presence may actually make it worse. Here's the reporting. Deployments disclosed by the Pentagon in recent days will surge thousands of U.S. troops toward Israel. I love how they keep saying toward. Projecting expansive military strength in the region as American diplomats race to prevent the war in Gaza from erupting into a broader conflict. The move include the moves include the deployment of two U.S. aircraft carriers and their associated escort ships hauling some 15,000 personnel combined. The repositioning of an amphibious task force made up, made up of about 4,000 Marines and sailors. And undisclosed increases to fighter squadrons already arrayed throughout the Middle East. Another 2,000 support troops have been put on alert and told they should be ready to go within days. The move follows Hamas's stunning cross-border attack on October 7th. This we all know. Now, I, I feel like the reporting we got on this one was put in the cart before the horse, and I think it was intentional. They're saying it's not a, an aircraft carrier striker, but it's two. So an, 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 an additional deployment. They keep saying in the media they're being deployed towards Israel. Yo, they're being sent to the Mediterranean just outside of the conflict. Right. And they're saying the Pentagon is preparing them to actually go on the ground. I, I, I was worried about this last week when they reported U, uh, U.S. hostages were taken. I said, that's usually the United States sending in ground troops, special forces or something mm -hmm. to go in and, and make those rescue that rescue. Gaza is not Iran. So it's more likely something like this could happen. But we, the reporting we got the other day was that 2,000 troops were being prepped to be deployed just outside Israeli waters. Now the Washington Post is telling us actually 19,000 personnel already there. Right. With 2,000 more being prepped to go and potentially into the country. Yeah, uh, it, it, with the news that they tried storming the Israeli embassy, this is all happening right now. There's, there's a bunch of conflicting reports, hospital been, being bombed. Uh, uh, the, the meeting between Biden and Jordan is being canceled now. It's it seems like war is mm -hmm. is it, I think it, they're it's, afraid it's on. they're afraid to say war, you know, like everyone. No one wants to say well, I want to deescalate. I don't want Net war. Not, Netanyahu yep. said war. He said war outright. He declared yeah. war on Saturday. Right. We also had Hezbollah, which is the Lebanese terrorist group. Mm -hmm. They called for a, a a an unprecedented day of anger tomorrow um, globally for jihadis everywhere. Yep. Uh, in response to Biden's visit to Israel, yeah, they're saying they're saying war. 
they're saying war. well hezbollah is saying war and you also have hezbollah and hamas are are backing each other even though one is shia and one is sunni but they hate the jews in america more than they hate each other Mm -hmm. so the 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 big concern is uh, uh right now we have this reporting from abc news biden has departed for israel and canceled the uh, the Jordan summit, I believe. I don't know exactly why. Let's let's actually just uh, just pull this up and see what their their the latest development uh, development is. Uh, they say Israel at least fourteen hundred people have died, thirty four hundred have have been injured. Israeli forces launched airstrikes. This we know. Conditions are are getting worse. And I'm wondering if uh, there's the hospital strike. It doesn't seem uh, he's departing for Israel, but it's not explaining. Do we know why the the Jordan uh, uh, meeting was canceled? My concern is that there's thousands, these, these videos, thousands of people, I don't want to call them protesters because it's, 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 it's more serious than that. They're not quite rioting, though. But I wonder if this is the reason why Joe Biden is saying we can't, we can't have this meeting or if it's because the Jordanian government was like, that's it. The, the strike on this hospital is too much for us. We're, we're not having this. We don't want the liability of yeah, the U.S. president I, here. I, I think it's the former. And I, one of the things that's striking here to me is why would you announce that's that, a huge that, thing. that you're going to Israel as the president of the United States, they're in war right now. Why would you do that where we got two strike carrier groups moving in? Mm-hmm. We have escalation all around the borders of Israel right now mm-hmm. with Jordan, Lebanon, and so on and so forth. And now you're going to announce as the president of the United States that you're going to go to Israel where Hezbollah obviously has the capacity to be able to reach Tel Aviv, Jerusalem, so on and so forth with any type of- Hamas, uh, Hamas and Hezbollah. Yeah, Hamas and Hezbollah. Uh, you know, it, yeah. it, it just seems like a terrible NB- s- N- situation. C- CNBC is saying that Jordan canceled the summit mm-hmm. because of the bombing of a hospital in Gaza. Mm. Now there's a video of this and, and, and I don't wanna just rush too far ahead with all of this stuff that's coming out now, but there is video that appears to show it may be a, a rocket misfire although many on the left are arguing that it was a failed Israeli interception, in which case there's a lot to talk about here. But before we get into all that, let's just say Joe Biden, let's, we'll, 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 stick it, uh, we'll keep it to the Joe Biden subject right now. I'm seeing people tweet the concern that Joe Biden could, could, is risking his life for no reason. These conversations can be had over the phone from secure locations and going to Tel Aviv right now, yes. go, uh, going into Israel. It's stupid. Yes, mm-hmm. it, it, does, it doesn't make any sense, but it shows- It, it makes sense uh, if you want to cast his belly to bring the U.S. into a war in the Middle East, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make sense for diplomatic reasons. Well, and let's say, you know, God forbid, uh, and I, me among any, uh, many people would not want something like that to happen, some type of escalatory conflict in the Middle East, but gosh, wouldn't that look kind of uh, opportune to maybe invade Taiwan? If you're China. China, well, that yeah. is the next thing. I yes. mean, the next the next thing we're waiting for is for China to go, you know, lay siege to Taiwan. That's right. really just the final. Well, piece. And you just moved two and strike carrier have, groups yeah. over there, so that's basically Fifth Fleet, which mm-hmm. is stationed in Bahrain, has now moved over there and repositioned themselves off the border of Israel. Third Fleet, which is out there in the Pacific on their own, wouldn't have any reinforcement because Fifth Fleet's now tied up. Right. What would we do? Well, right. we would have what? Then we would have a war on three fronts. 
Yes, not to the, mention a porous southern border. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. And with, in with the, fears that Iranians have already been captured, mm -hmm. crossing through, as well as people on the terror watch list. So, well, and, and they've reported that that no. people on the terror watch list have been captured at the southern border, like the, at least one hundred and fifty one. Yeah, the, those the, those are the people that they know of. Mm -hmm. It's yep. impossible to know the how many. A mess. Yes. <laughs> Going to the border is like it's easier than TSA. Dude, like they, they tag your bags, they get you water, and they give you a spot to sleep. They don't even check to see so if you've got much, guns in your bag? No. There's uh, so much news happening right now. It's like we've just told a, a, a history lesson <laughs> in 10 minutes. It's just crazy. I know. And I'm t with the Biden thing, I typically agree with you when you say like having a normalcy bias or a positivity bias. Yeah. But I think we're beyond normalcy right now. Oh, since you know? Trump. There's and, no... Oh, since Trump yeah. for sure. And and Biden going there, it's like, to me, he's a puppet. And now I just see the the establishment using him as a human shield to start whatever they want to start. So it why would he like go that, unannounced to Ukraine? Well, do you remember he was unannounced? And it was when, a year later. And it yeah. was a year after the conflict yeah. began. And so mm -hmm. he goes unannounced to Ukraine, but he's announcing that he's going to Israel. Why would you do that? It's so... You well, could say maybe it's to make him appear like a strong figure because he hasn't been at all. But he's War, not. But Everybody not. knows Everyone that. Knows he's and, not uh, right. <laughs> so right. the argument the argument people have brought up is that uh, a wartime president has never lost. And I'm like, yeah, that ain't Joe Biden, though. A wartime <laughs> no president, way. even George W. Bush, mm -hmm. yep. conveys some kind of strength mm -hmm. and people fear a dramatic change. But if Joe Biden's as, as frail and pathetic as he is, people are going to beg for change. They're going to be like, we need a leader now, please. Mm -hmm. the, the joke's over. We're sorry we voted <laughs> this guy. Just gets anybody else. But I mean, look, there, if we've got 19,000 personnel already in, in, in the waters outside of Israel, if, if they are reporting, if they're reporting they intend or, or are preparing to go on the ground, then they're, they're 10 steps ahead of where we're, what we're already hearing about. Yeah, I think so, that's correct. Yeah, yeah when, when they're telling the troops to get ready for deployment, that, that's what they're saying publicly. Behind the scenes, they've already moved everything logistically. The money's been circulating. The resources, food supplies, everything's already on the move. If these troops are going to be ready, they need resources before they arrive, which means likely it's, it's prepped and ready to go. Yeah, and I don't know. These last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. You know, nobody knows, I guess, right now, except for the people and the policymakers making the decisions, what the thought process is behind this is this to try to secure some type of humanitarian corridors through the southern border there with Egypt is this you know because at first they talked about the idea of SEAL Team 6 and Delta going in to help secure uh, U.S. hostages which there are Americans held hostage currently is yep. what they seem to think and there's already what is it over 30 Americans that have died over there in Israel um, so 
I, I don't know. Um, if, I don't know what, what you know, I guess it's a projection of strength and they doing it in a manner to try to de-escalate the situation, but it I, could I, perhaps I, do the opposite. I think it, I think the, with 19,000 personnel in the area, that's not de-escalation. Right. You, you send in a single diplomat when you want to have a conversation, you call them on the phone. You want to de-escalate and show you're serious, you send in a handful of U.S. You know, uh, mm -hmm. diplomatic personnel. Sending in the war machine is a threat. I suppose the argument is wag the, wag the big stick and maybe they'll back down. Right. But Hamas is not a group of people who think, oh, no, they have better weapons than us. They're staring down the barrel of Israel, air, Israeli airstrikes mm -hmm. for a very long time. They don't care. They're ideologically driven and willing to die for their, for their cause. So sending the military there is a provocation. Let's get a little conspiratorial. And the fear is they're prepped for war. Warships ready to go. We do, I don't I don't think any of these people want de-escalation. They're war hawks and warmongers. They've been advocating for U.S. involvement. Joe Biden declares beforehand he's going. Then everyone in the United States knows where he's going, knows where he is. And he's leaving now and it's announced. And what happens as tensions are escalating in the region? Rocket fire today over and over again into Israel, reaching Tel Aviv. Hezbollah strikes on civilian uh, on civilian uh, re, uh, civilian region, uh, uh, mm -hmm. civilian territory or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And on civilians, if something happens to Joe Biden, and maybe they're maybe you can think about it in a bunch of different conspiratorial ways. They want him to be in, in danger. They want risk. They want injury. They want him targeted. They want a cause for war. It seems like a sacrifice. Well, like every conflict that has happened there, that the United States has supported Israel, which just to be clear, I'm a huge supporter of Israel, and we should be helping the Israelis, and we should be helping the Jewish people. But we've never shown up with two strike carrier groups, mm. to my knowledge that I, I remember. That's a lot of carrier I think groups. This puts them at, I think this puts Israel at risk. It, it, it's one thing when you have the ongoing conflict between Israel, Gaza, Palestine, etc. We've seen it going uh, on and on. With the, uh, with the Gaza war in 2014, mm. op, uh, it, it was the Israeli Operation Protective Edge. We had a great concern. I remember being in the newsroom that this could escalate to the point where Iran declare some kind of involvement or provide supplies forcing the U.S. To, to respond in kind. But that did not happen. It was 51 days. Things chilled out. For what reason now are they like, let's deploy uh, uh, two, two, two aircraft carriers and the president into the region? Yes. We've seen an awful lot, too, on the other side. Like we've seen Putin meeting with Iran. We've seen that Iran has been meeting with Hamas and Hezbollah. Like mm -hmm. that's all been documented by The Wall Street Journal. We've seen all of these reports coming out. So I think it's fair to say that Hamas is ready for something large scale and long term. They've been planning this attack for a good couple of years at this point. They've been planning it basically since Biden got into office. We've seen that the documentation has come out, you know, mm -hmm. um, and there's no doubt that when Hamas struck Israel last week, there's no doubt that they were not aware mm -hmm. of what the retaliation would be. They know it would be fierce. They knew that they were going into war, that they were creating war. And they knew that um, Israel would have a disproportionately, you know, violent attack that would be incredibly horrifying for the civilians of Gaza. Hamas knew that. Mm -hmm. Of course, they knew that. So everything that they are doing, either it's part of their intentional plan or they're fine with it. And they are using well, like the, yeah, the, it, the tragedy it, of their civilians and, and to, to generate sympathy. Exactly. And I think to your point, what they want to do is draw the Israelis in. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's nothing more difficult than urban warfare. Right. Right. There's nothing more difficult than that. 
and you will lose lives and there will be civilian casualties. There's things that are going to happen in urban warfare that could um, theoretically, and we've seen all the fake news that's out there about what's happening uh, in this conflict that's trying to paint the Israelis in a bad light, that could be used uh, to garner more sympathy uh, around the world for the Palestinian cause. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think you're exactly right. They're more than willing to use their own population as fodder and human shields and everything else to be able to further their cause. Let's talk about how this uh, is going to affect you here at home before we go back to the uh, war stories from The Wall Street Journal. Biden planning to ask Congress for one hundred billion dollars funding package for Israel and Ukraine. One hundred billion dollars. Get your contracts out. Where is that money coming from? So we've already spent one hundred and thirteen billion on Ukraine. Double alone. Mm -hmm. Since February 2022, we've given Israel, I think, 38 million, starting with a deal in 2016 that was like 38 million, billion, billion, rather, over a decade. Just over three and a half billion dollars. So we had, there was a new MOU Mm -hmm. in between the United States government and Israel uh, for military financing, the FMF uh, MOU that we do with Israel that we've done now for decades. And that's part of our funding for them to be able to uh, ensure their uh, qualitative military edge. Uh, I'm, pretty, I'm cool with that money, yeah, honestly. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and, I, and I totally support that. I don't know how this money breaks down the hundred billion. Like who goes? I'm who not goes cool to with the one thirteen. My problem either, is though, I'm, I'm into know. like, we need to fix this country right now. And I, I'm supportive of Israel striking back. I'm, I pray for the innocent people on both sides, but I've been like reporting on this country so much this past year and we are a mess. Yeah, you're everywhere. Everything's collapsed. I yeah. was in East Palestine like a month after the explosion. They, they're they still in need, right? Look, Lahaina burned down. They're, like, they're, what are we they're doing? shutting down. I mean, look, CVSs are shutting down targets. Walgreens mm-hmm. all shutting down. Rite Aid. Yeah, Rite Aid. Like Rite Aid was, well, that was an opioid thing. It though, was, that, yeah. Right? But, they, but yes, that is also very, very bad. Uh, bank branches are shutting down across the board. U.S. infrastructure is collapsing. There's this viral video right now of this woman talking, she's a Canadian, by the way, but you know, we're close enough neighbors. She's talking about how she wanted to get a salad and some ribs and oh, it yeah. was it was $45 and she yep. was shocked. Now, I think one of the problems here is that she blames the grocery store for the high price, which <laughs> that's, is like- That's like a Trudeau issue. But, yeah. now that's Canada. She's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want everyone to understand, there's another viral video that uh, um, I, I, uh, I think I recorded this for Friday, so I don't think it's up on my channel yet, but it's a guy comparing uh, uh, prices from Costco a year on and it's like the cost of rice has doubled. The cost mm-hmm. of mayonnaise has doubled. The cost of beans has doubled. And he's like, yo, they're saying inflation's only a couple of percent. All of the food staples, chicken, yeah. the prices are up 7,500%. Yeah. You spend another $100 billion. We don't have that money. Well, and it's not just printing off more money, which we've been consistently doing through the Inflation Reduction Act mm-hmm. and all the other trillions of dollars that we've been spending um, because of Joe Biden and the Democrats and what they've been doing in Congress. Secondarily to that is you have to remember part of this is what does how does food travel? How does it get to you? It gets to you by truck. It gets to you by what are those powered by fossil fuels, fossil fuels. Right. And what are the Democrats trying to stop the production of things like oil, gas, coal, things of that nature? So 
they've created essentially artificial scarcity in the marketplace around things like oil, mm -hmm. which then creates, look, the demand is there, supply and demand, the supply is high, um, or uh, pardon me, the demand is high and the supply is low because of the artificial scarcity and the regulations they've put into place around the fossil fuel industry. So to be able to transport those items, it's a pass-through cost. It's gonna go down to the consumer. Mm -hmm. It's going to always hit the consumer. It's a hidden tax. You all are paying right now for this war on the fossil fuel industry, literally at the grocery store. It's all part of the inflation that's happening. It's not just all the money that they're printing, but it's also what they're doing in the energy industry, which literally transports everything that you buy. Yep. When I was well, in, that, oh, sorry, when I was in California, it was $7 for a gallon of unleaded gas. And it all started when Biden shut down the Keystone pipeline. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. You can, you can actually, right you can actually look at the moment when Biden is inaugurated, not even the election, and right. you can see like an inversion in wages and inflation. Mm -hmm. And people are like, oh, it's not Joe Biden's fault, it's Trump's fault because they're his policies rolling into effect. And it's like, no, 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 you can actually, I think it was like Wall Street Journal showed this graph and it's like, it just flips yep. as soon as he starts signing these ex executive orders. And people are asking, how did shutting down Keystone cause gas prices and prices to skyrocket when Keystone wasn't even transporting oil? These are people, I'm sorry, they're first order thinkers, and this is what happens when you get a woman who's like, I blame the grocery store for the high prices. Right. These people don't realize, here's what happens. Keystone is being built to transport oil from Canada into, uh, in, through the US and then it goes south down uh, to the Gulf or whatever for transport and distribution. This means that when you're looking at the market futures, you're like, okay, do we have enough supply for demand? Well, Keystone's been shut down, which means we are now going to fall short of supply with demand increasing. Mm -hmm. Prices are going to go up. Then what happens? People are buying, saying we better buy now, which causes prices to drive straight up. Yes. Now your gas costs more money because Joe Biden is negatively impacting the entire uh, industry and infrastructure. And then we tapped the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Drained it. Drained that. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, we drained that one. It's like, I I, I, just, I remember look, watching look, look. that happen and I was just like, stop doing, stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. and stop now, it. And, 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 and I just want to point this all out and loop it all back into a nice little bow. All of the things Joe Biden did have put us on the path for total annihilation if it comes to uh, international warfare. Yes, I we're mean, not it's, we're, it's we're not insane. ready. We you know the strategic petroleum reserve spent down, right? Completely spent down. And Trump had filled it up. And Trump had filled it up. And then the policies that you've had these globalists pushing for years as it relates to jobs in the United States and deindustrialization. Like in the United States right now, we can make just over 16,000 artillery shells a month. That's what we can do. The Ukrainians are spending 60,000 a month. So we're transferring literally out of stockpile over to them, which is affecting our readiness down the road. The Pentagon has a plan to increase this to like 24,000 uh, 24, artillery shells a month in the next three years. Does that sound like we're ready for anything? Like, of course we're not ready. Not exactly, yeah. We, we rushed, I mean, just into this service tech economy type thing that we're living in now, offshored all of our manufacturing jobs. If we had a World War II situation pop up here again, is there any way we'd be ready to uh, industrialize the economy to be able to build the uh, type of machinery, equipment, and military equipment that we would need to defend ourselves? Of course not. The only thing we'd have is like, facebook and we could post a comment being like the chinese are invading this sucks just meme about it yeah yep it's terrible it'll go down in the history books as we all whinged ourselves to death <laughs> right
<laughs> I'm really upset about our new Chinese communist overlords. They're making me eat, you know, bricks and bugs. <laughs> and the bugs. Well, there's definitely the bugs. But it does make me think of like the Qing dynasty, right? Which was that, wasn't that? Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com carlson. That's carshield.com slash Carlson. Like the isolationist dynasty in China. Mm-hmm. And they were isolationist for a long time. And then they emerged at the end of that. And they were like, oh, now we're ready to rejoin the world. And they had gotten their a lot of their thing together in terms of like who they were as a people. Mm-hmm. And Americans, we don't know who we are as a people. You know, I was watching this video on Twitter today. This woman was like, I was overseas and these are all the things I hate about America now. <laughs> and I was just like, I hate God. everything about you. Like, I love everything about America, you know. Like, but, you know, and, and we were like that. Look, we were protectionist rolling into World War One. It's, right. you know, we built literally the greatest economy the world has ever known. And then after World War Two, I think we had a pretty clear idea of who we were. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what happened? Marxists uh, took over the universities. <laughs> neoliberalism, I mean, just destroying the United States, rolling through the 60s, 70s, and so forth. And now, as we were just talking about this um, Israeli-Palestinian conflict, it's been very interesting because it's literally like in a conflict, you know, think about World War One, where they send up a flare and you can see where everybody is. Mm. Right now, we're seeing where everybody is, like the universities, the faculty, everybody. And it's worse than I think than most people thought it was. Well, the universities are about to lose a ton of money. More and more yes. professors mm-hmm. are refusing to back down. And so these big donors are like, we're not giving you money anymore. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah. They let Good. them collapse. I was in those colleges teaching for too long. I saw, I saw like Marxists teaching the kids, you know. I was why, in those colleges studying yeah. for too long. <laughs> and in, yeah. in New York, right? Where yeah. it's the, as, as worse as it could possibly be. But yeah, I, I really do think the, the universities are a big problem of where our identity started to erode. I don't know. think it's universities. I think it's social media. I think I think social media accelerated debate. it. But I think a lot of really bad people who are actual like Marxists, like people in the weather underground who are terrorists, domestic terrorists, then got out of jail, pardoned by people like Clinton, you know, went into professor, became professors and then taught, you know, Marxism. I've, I've had this debate 50 billion times and there are a lot of ideologies in universities. Mm-hmm. And just because one we know of now doesn't mean that it's the cause of it. It just means it existed in universities. Right. And this is why we thought that as soon as these kids got out of college, they'd have a cold wake up call. Mm. But here's, so let's, let's put it this way. Let's say there's the greater world and there's university world. University world is woke. These kids graduate from college from woke professors. Yep. They should be thrown into a capitalist world that chews them up and spits them out. No, something else happened. Those kids commanded power. Because mm-hmm. there were oh, a lot of them. No, because of social media. 
because the kids would go on and send 50, 50 emails. They would then start spamming and McDonald's would panic and these corporations would panic and be like, what's happening? Why are we being attacked for this? If there was no social media apparatus, these kids would never get on TV to complain about anything. Mm. They would never come out and say, we think this company is racist because they did X or Y. The people who run the company would be like, they'd, they'd, they'd go to the big media corporations and say, don't have those people on, on your show and they'd be marginalized. Right. But social media gave them a free platform and it, uh, the algorithms incentivized intersectionality and far left politics because mm -hmm. more keywords means more clicks. They made more money from it. Now, when you've got big cor corporations going to these brands, they're going to say, look, we use Google AdSense. Our, our pr principal customers are a whole bunch of small restaurants. We don't care. We're going to run the article calling you racist because it's going to make us a million dollars. And the way I see it is that social media is an extension of the Marxism they learned in schools where they were taught like the Cultural Revolution was good. You know, at least right, what but, I'm hearing. And then they but, see but, the social media as a struggle session. And where so, they can, so the issue is all the other ideologies that exist yep. did not get that boost. And they're in colleges as well. Right. And it's because social media algorithms, they take what is socially acceptable plus whatever generates the most keywords possible, which, of course, is going to be racism, social justice, etc. Mm -hmm. So if they if they started making videos that were pro white nationalism, those would be deemed socially unacceptable by big brands and otherwise so it doesn't hasn't happened. Facebook doesn't want to be associated with it. So they create algorithms that promote far left politics, which is why Twitter went from the free speech wing of the free speech party into it, you can't misgender people. It's against the right. rules. Yep. Social media was p promoting these things. Jack Dorsey was a free speech absolutist mm -hmm. until he started getting attacked by 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 uh, activists. But I, I, I'll simplify it because I, I do want to move on to the next story. None of this could would, would exist or break through into the mainstream were it not for social media platforms allowing or, or incentivizing companies to do it. Example, Mike.com started off as pro Ron Paul and then turned into far left wokeness. It's not because the universities made it happen. It's because the social media algorithms created a monetary course for any new blog. And it was painfully obvious that Ron Paul was not making you money. Wokeness was. Mm. But let's let's jump to this next story because we got big war news. Uh, shout out to Raymond G. Stanley Jr. Super chatting this. This is from DefenseNews.com. House drafts bill to strike Iran proxies amid Israel-Hamas war. Ladies and gentlemen, we are on the precipice right now. House Republicans are running a military authorization that would allow President Joe Biden to strike Iran-backed proxy forces throughout the Middle East if the Israel-Hamas war escalates into a broader regional conflict. Foreign Affairs Chairman Mike McCall of Texas told Defense News on Tuesday he's drafting the bill in case Lebanon's Iran-backed militant group Hezbollah steps up its attacks on Israel. The prospect of escalation comes as Israel continues its week-long aerial bombardment, etc., etc. I hope you guys are ready, man, because a grain of sand, the saying I often use, how many grains of sand make a heap? Where's the off-ramp? As to, to quote Phil Labonte, if, if, if we're at the point where Troops are being readied for deployment. 19,000 personnel already there, two, two carriers. Biden is en route. The peace talks, the, the humanitarian aid summit in Jordan is canceled. You've got some kind of riot erupting in, in, in Jordan, mm -hmm. trying to storm the Israeli embassy. And now the House is saying we better draft a military authorization to strike Iran. Yeah. So j just kind of for background with me a little bit, I, I had worked on the Hill on the House Foreign Affairs Committee. And so this, this is an AUMF, right? This is authorization to use of military force. These have generally been completely open-ended. We literally fought a global war on terror for over two decades over, with the last AUMF. So where does this end? 
what's what, what's the debt? You know, and I don't see the uh, the legislation in front of me. I don't know what the language says. This is a slippery slope. This can be a very slippery slope. We fought and died and you know tried to eradicate obviously terrorism all over the globe, and it was it was very open ended. Uh, obviously, we were attacked. We had. Um, a very obviously emotional response over that, uh, rightfully so. Uh, but that AUMF continued on for a very long time, very long time. And if I remember correctly, still on the books now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to give a, a, a shout out to another super chatter, Cold Leftovers, who made a, a good point. Joe Biden's heading to Israel right now. He's flying into into Israel. Rockets are currently flying through the air. Mm-hmm. The Super Chat mentioned nothing bad needs to happen to Joe Biden. A rocket just targets or explodes or in some way causes some kind of interaction with Air Mm -hmm. Force One. That's it. Air Force One forced a version after Hamas rocket nearly strikes Mm -hmm. U.S. President Cassius Kelly. It's almost like they're provoking that. Just sending him there. Right. If if a rocket in any way threatens the, the presidential dispatch or whatever. That's 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 all that they'll need to say. Look, they they tried to kill our president. Yeah, that's a big deal. And they're drafting. Well, remember George Bush did that. He was like, they tried to kill my dad. Remember that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and but that wasn't a Cassis belly. No, that was him whinging. That was whinging for sure. But if we can whinge like that, then mm. what does this look like? And kind of the and and we saw this even way back in the day, Mujahideen uh, in Afghanistan. The the asymmetric technology that exists for terrorists which we provided, obviously, to be able to defeat the Soviets in Afghanistan. Stinger missile, these are heat-seeking missiles, which literally rocket-fired, it's a man pad, as they call it. Anybody, really. I mean, it's got a seeker. Uh, It's pretty easy to use. They're all over the place. The Russians, formerly the Soviets, also manufactured them. Uh, The SA versions. They're all over the place, right? Mm -hmm. Now, look, obviously, there's countermeasures in Air Force One and all these other things. It does make me think, are they moving like these strike carrier groups there also because he's going there? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Right. Is, yeah. is that part of the reason? Like how you know, long I don't know. I'm planning to go there. Yeah. Because you know, they moved these, they moved the uh, aircraft carriers a little, uh, like a good few days ago at this point. Wasn't it over the weekend, Saturday? I'm not sure yeah. And they do have a ballistic missile defense mm-hmm. system on these destroyers, right? So you got the BMD uh, ballistic missile defense destroyers attached to uh, strike carrier groups, which are part of that uh, larger group of ships that go is that you know i don't know it's just an open question is that part of the reason they're there so Mm. joe biden can go to israel yeah i don't know i I don't know (laughs) it does make sense but it also also there doesn't seem to be any reason like tim was saying there doesn't seem to be any reason that he has to go to israel you know there's like just no reason for that i mean how many times could you schedule a meeting with someone to have in person and then you just call them via, you know, pick your mm-hmm. video conferencing Or app. how about he meets with all of these world leaders in Egypt, in Cairo? Right. Yeah. Somewhere right. more secure. Or Still literally right, anywhere. Right, right there. I mean, the, like, the, 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 carrier group, the carrier group is right there mm-hmm. next to Israel, Egypt, etc. They could easily land in Cairo and have the meeting there. Or Bahrain, literally. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's where Fifth Fleet is stationed, is in Bahrain. I have been there. They're there. CENTCOM is in the region as well. Like, why not meet there? Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know, I, he, I mean. But it, this guy, you know, he, he's got this Napoleon complex as it relates to his power and strength mm-hmm. and everything else that I think that's kind of part of it. And, you know, I think in the back of his head, 
Donald Trump's always kind of eating at him in a little bit because Trump per- himself projects strength. Mm-hmm. He does. Biden falling down a set of stairs about every two months certainly doesn't, mm-hmm. right? And maybe that's part of the thing. I'm going to roll two strike carrier groups in here. I'm going to fly in. Here comes President Biden, mm-hmm. you know. But is he even making the decisions? Yeah, right. I, was just yeah, saying, I don't he, know. Yeah. Riley's being very kind by right? saying Biden <laughs> yeah, has his right. own thoughts going on. Yeah. You know, but I was also thinking today about when Trump went and met with uh, Kim Jong un. You know, that was yeah. like a great he image. He walked across the DMZ. But way so, different yeah. situation. There was, I, I write. It was a war. It, 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 it is a war. But, right? but then, but there's like he went. periodic armistice or whatever right. you want to call it. Right. Donald Trump meeting and walking, you know, uh, what, what did he walk, like 100 feet or something, something like mm-hmm. is an effort towards peace at a time when bombs aren't being dropped by multiple countries. Right. And, you know, it, it was, it was it, it's just not the same. Kind of a smart move. Yeah. Well, know, on that, on his in part. this, it's Donald Trump was meeting specifically with the enemy leader to negotiate peace. This is Joe Biden meeting with one faction's leader yep. at a time when rockets are being fired back and forth. Right. And there's tens of thousands of them aimed at Israel yeah. to their north with Hezbollah. And, you know, I mean, for me, <laughs> it's it's hard to believe just a few years ago. I mean, Donald Trump was the peace president. Mm-hmm. There was no wars. We're not dealing with any of this stuff when he was president. And I mean, that's for a reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, people see us right now, I think, around the world and they see an opportunity. They see an opportunity to do this stuff. When he was speaking in Iowa, Trump, was it yesterday he was speaking in Iowa? He had two. Yeah. He said, um, my personality kept us out of war. (laughs) That's right. And he's definitely not wrong about that. No. Yeah, he's definitely I'm I'm, I'm curious to see what would happen to these Republicans who vote in favor of another AUMF. Mm. I mean, look, they know they can't beat Trump. There's a reporting in the Wall Street Journal today. Donations to the GOP rivals have stopped. None of these big donors want to give money to losers anymore. They're like, these guys can't win. Trump's lead is growing. He's improving in the polls. We're flushing money down the toilet. Yep. People who are voting for Trump do not want foreign intervention. They do not want more war. They do not want World War III. I'm wondering what's going to happen to the GOP uh, members. Look, they're going to get a decent amount of support. I'm not saying everyone's absolutely opposed to intervention, but 30%. I mean, this 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 could this could cost some of these guys their reelection. The GOP was a joke going to that debate. I mean, no one had a presence at all. The only Trump's lack of presence was more of a presence than anyone on that stage. And then when Newsom showed up, he was the star. Hannity practically made out with him on stage. I was like, (laughs) this is ridiculous. It was crazy. And then when I got there, people were telling me there's there's protesters on the street on the way up to the Reagan Library. I'm thinking Antifa, like thugs. It was Trump supporters lining the streets of L.A. Wow. Because they're like, we love Trump. And it, it was crazy, you know. The GOP is completely weak. Yeah, that is the the weirdest move by DeSantis, by the way, was, you know, to debate. Uh, I mean, yep. it's like he took the bait uh, with um, Gavin Newsom over there. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think Gavin Newsom's arguably one of the worst governors in the country. Yep. He's destroyed Between California. Him and he has de- de- destroyed but California. Yep. But the guy's pretty slick. Mm-hmm. And I, that's not a good matchup for DeSantis. <laughs> no, DeSantis is horrible on stage. He was a great governor, terrible candidate. Yep. It makes you worry too, because it's clear that his campaign staff is not getting the job done. And you know, those are the same people that would end up in the White House. And you're mm. kind of like, if if they can't run this campaign, they right. definitely can't run this country. Right. Talk about Trump surrounding himself with bad people first term. Right. These people are terrible. Right. And Trump had at least discernment. For sure. This yep. is crazy what's going on, man. Oh yeah. Well, and this, and this is all premeditated on uh, DeSantis's part, not saying... 
Trump wasn't thinking about who he's going to put in the White House in 2016, but it was mm. kind of like, is this going to happen? I think it is. I'm praying <laughs> right. it is. And yep. it happened. But then you got the entire establishment basically sending letters like, we refuse to work in the Trump administration, blah, blah, blah. I mean, so it, it was few and far in between, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Now, I'm, I'm hoping people are looking back at this and like, wow. What a peaceful and prosperous time in this country. Mm-hmm. Just, it really was. Despite all the nonsense that was going on, Russia hoax collusion, blah, 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 all this other stuff. I mean, it really was a prosperous and peaceful oh, time for this country. I, I often think over these last few years of Trump's State of the Union that he gave right before COVID happened. And it was so happy and joyous, you know, tired of winning type, you know, language. Right. And as someone who taught narrative studies fiction classes for 10 years, I was like, oh, no, we're too happy. Right. Something bad. Something bad. It always happens in the movie. If they start out happy or if it gets to a happy part, if it's not the end, which I hope it's not the end. Well, it's going to go bad. And and he dealt with threats Mm -hmm. in the way they should be dealt with. Now, remember, Mm -hmm. ISIS. Obama says ISIS is going to be a generational threat for the United States. JV team. (laughs) JV team, you know, they had restrained rules of engagement. Trump snuffed them out in like less than a year, right? right? And then what does he do? He strikes Soleimani over in uh, Iran and is like, don't mess with us. Mm -hmm. And he sent a message out there. You remember when he dropped the massive ordnance penetrator on over there in Afghanistan? Like, we're not, yeah, we're not playing around anymore. I want to pull up this story from Times of Israel. Hezbollah calls for day of rage over Gaza hospital blast. So the story there with the hospital blast is uh, is disputed right now. All the leftists are basically saying Israel uh, uh, destroyed with a with an airstrike, a hospital killing 500 civilians. However, it is uh, uh, being disputed. Many on the right or say more pro-Israel are saying because it's not just the right or the left, but pro-Israel is saying this appears to be a rocket misfire from from Hamas. And based on the footage, I, I can't tell you, I'm not a military ordnance expert or whatever, rocket expert. It does look like first you do see a rocket emerge from Gaza. And then in the middle of the air, it sputters out in a strange way. And then all of a sudden directly below it, you see an explosion. It looks like it may have been a misfire. The rocket then falls from the sky and slams blowing up on the hospital. But I don't know. I don't know for sure. It's possible that um, an Iron Dome interception uh, hit it and was deflected and was invisible. I mean, I'm not, I'm not being cute. I'm saying had no trail, no rocket. You, so it was it, at night. And for some reason, you couldn't see the Iron Dome rocket. It's possible. Mm-hmm. But my understanding is that Iron Dome interception, uh, which are rockets themselves, you can see both. Yeah. There's that famous photo of the rockets coming out of Gaza and then the, uh, the uh, Israeli Iron Dome flying up mm-hmm. and intercepting them all. Mm-hmm. So when you see this video and a rocket goes up, sputters and then falls straight down, it looks like a Hamas misfire. Yeah, and, and, and I think we have the video. Yeah, and you're right. It, it's it is a little difficult to discern. So we actually uh, we actually have a video here. It's it's super hard to see. You can't really see much. You follow it right here. And then it just bursts in midair, and then directly below it. I don't know if you can actually see anything. You see the you see the bang directly below it. I'll I'll say this though. The two stories. It was well. The left is arguing it was an Israeli airstrike, but that video shows something. Not many people are arguing the timestamp doesn't make sense or whatever. Okay, fine. I don't know. Whatever. 
I don't think, I, I think it would make more sense. There, there is a post by someone who's not an official with the Israeli government saying that they hit a hospital, a terror, a terror group using a hospital as a base, deleted the tweet. Mm -hmm. Israel saying, no, this appears to be a Hamas misfire. I think that's the simple solution here. I'm not trying to give Israel a free pass. Hamas is firing a ton of rockets that are makeshift made out of water pipes. Mm -hmm. Like the, the, right. the, the, the misfiring is extremely likely and probable if they're firing thousands of them. Yeah, look, I'm not uh, an ordinance expert, but if that video uh, is correct, you see it in ascendancy and then you see a something, then, yeah, a burst and then something come down. So airstrike, certainly it was not. Right. I well, mean, but, but assuming that video is of the incident yeah, in question, yeah. some people are arguing the timestamp is off. We, mm -hmm. we just don't know. This is modern fog of war mm -hmm. where we're, we're dealing with propaganda where you've got the left United States just. I mean, a really great example of this fracture would be uh, and I haven't watched it, but Hassan Piker and Ethan Klein have a podcast together and Ethan is married to a, a woman from Israel. I believe she's from Israel and she was in the IDF and Hassan is an American leftist. I'm not sure if he was born in the U.S. or, or you know, but he's, he's Cenk Uygur's nephew and Cenk was born in, in Turkey in Istanbul. But uh, the fracturing there where Hassan is like, Israel is bad, you know, and then Ethan is trying to be like, but can we at least acknowledge what Hamas is doing is wrong? It's like the left is fractured on this one completely. In the United States, the divide is so stark that if, I mean, look, the, the U.S. is going to be paralyzed if it tries to fund intervention on behalf of Israel because you've got a large faction of the Trump supporting base, which are going to be like, not a chance. And the entirety of the woke left, not a chance. So you're going to have perhaps a plurality, but maybe even a minority in this country who would agree with some kind of U.S. involvement in the region. And that's that's going to lock us out. They're going to have to just go ahead and do it. But that's risking destabilization in this country. Yep. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly, it's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. That's why I urge everyone when I see these videos to remain suspicious of, of anything that confirms any bias you might have for this conflict. Because mm -hmm. people are reporting on this stuff immediately or tweeting about it immediately. And they're like, they seem like they know exactly what it was. I'm like, we've been through COVID. You know, we've been through a lot of things, a lot, a lot of lies of things, in our yeah. generation. Yeah. Where it's like, I can't trust anything. Let me, and do you let notice me, let me we, tell don't you, see, we don't see videos coming out of Ukraine like this ever. Oh, right. no, let, I, I sure. just want to say right now, the truth matters to us morally. Yeah. But in this war, it matters none. Mm. Hezbollah is calling for a day of rage. He said the hospital strike was a massacre and a brutal crime. And even though Israel is saying there was a Hamas misfire, all the Arabic nations are saying, nope, you did this. It doesn't matter what really happened. Yeah, it matters. I mean, so totally. the Israelis aren't calling for like a day of rage. No, for, for sure. For, 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 no, I know that. But, but my point but, is. But after they go into a kibbutz and kill men, right. women, and children, the Israelis weren't saying, let's have a day of rage all over but, the but, world. And the point is. But that's because the, they the, declared The fact war. of the matter is yeah. in this hospital strike are immaterial to what comes next. Mm -hmm. The left will accuse Israel. They yep. will oh, rage yes, yes. because of it, yes. whether it was true or not. Well, what's interesting, too, though, is remember last week we had the thing where um, whoever it was, Hamas was called the Hamas guy 
the ex the former day Hamas guy who was in Qatar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he called for the day of jihad on Friday. Mm -hmm. And you notice how there wasn't a day of jihad on Friday? Mm. That's because these things take time to plan. Like you have to organize something like this. They organized this massive attack for years. They organized, you know, 9-11. They organized mm. when they commit these mass atrocities. So, you know, I think one thing to worry about is like, have they, are there more things that are organized, you know? Like we're not gonna see a day of rage necessarily, unless what you are seeing in Jordan and Beirut right now. now uh, when, like what are when we, you get what a, are we talking about? When you about? get a call for a day of jihad on the fly, they say, hey, this Friday, you get two days to plan and nothing happens, I'm not surprised. But now that those people have been activated by the news last week are now mm -hmm. seeing this, mm -hmm. now they're going to be mobilized right. more, more likely so. There's embassies burning right now, you know, right. It, it's, I think something's happening and people are saying that there were pockets of violence on Friday, but the media has refused well, we saw, to well, there, were, there, was, yeah. there was protests and riots, you know, but like, the, the, like the guy in California and... who drove through the crowd, uh, that they were saying, well, there was the guy in Brussels who killed people. The guy in Brussels. The guy in Brussels. Mm -hmm. uh, and in Paris, France, the teacher. Paris. Yeah. It was Paris. Nice but as I mean, Paris, right? Hezbollah yeah. also, they weren't just saying that it was the hospital that's their reason for the, the day of rage. They said that it was a, an unprecedented day of anger against the enemy and its crimes against Biden's visit to the Zionist entity to cover and protect this criminal entity. Mm. The message should be clear that this is a day without turning back on the path of resistance, victory and retribution for the oppressed against the oppressor. So what they're also saying is it doesn't matter what you ever do, we are going to fight until we annihilate you. Mm -hmm. Yes, well, and look, this is an adage we've all heard, but it is absolutely true. If the Arabs decided to disarm tomorrow, you would have peace. If the Israelis did, you would not have a Jew left in Israel. Right. And perhaps the world. Like Yes. I, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's a, it, and the Palestinians have never missed an opportunity to miss an opportunity. Right. Every single time there's tried to negotiate some type of two state solution. They have missed an opportunity every single time something real has been put on the table, which makes you think they don't want peace. Right. right? And if this was some kind of pan-Arab movement, then why don't the Egyptians and the Jordanians and everybody else open up their borders, support them, try to do something? They don't want them. Well, they value no. their own culture, <laughs> yeah. too. I wanna, they, don't, I wanna, they don't want that. I want to pull up this tweet. I just saw Andy No retweeted it. Geo confirmed, uh, appears to be stating that it, it, this does seem, based on geolocation data, to have been a Hamas rocket, which uh, for some reason misfired, fell down onto the hospital. You can see two explosions. And uh, they actually go through the geodata. They look at this. This is, this is really amazing investigation. Oh, wow. Pulling up uh, uh, daytime photos and then comparing it with the with the news footage, so you can find the locations. Multiple videos of the rocket here. Here's a better uh, a better video. And the last one, you can see kind of what happens to the rocket going up. And then uh, for yeah. some reason in midair, there's may, perhaps a misfire. Reasons unknown. And then of course you can see the de two detonations on the ground. So, uh, look, we don't know for sure, but take a look. This is really amazing. They've got landmarkers sh showing what they appear to be the same thing. They believe the geolocation data, the coordinates are all there. The buildings they've identified and they show the map. And I believe it looks like their conclusion is uh, 
A missile launched by a Palestinian group exploded midair for reasons unknown, and one piece fell onto the hospital causing an explosion. The geolocation and timing of the footage is conclusive. More information will be added to the thread. This is from three hours ago, so a really interesting thread. Uh, they're saying it's conclusive. I'm still saying I'm not entirely sure, but I, I do think this thread is particularly interesting. If you want to check it out, geoconfirmed on Twitter. Wow. And I would say this, look, and as I said, I'm no expert, but I have looked at a number of these things just through my previous work uh, in the government. To me, that looks like, and you got to remember, a lot of these are homemade um, rockets. Rockets, right? So it looks like the thruster probably broke through the actual shell, and then that thrust pushed out the side of it. And the, a lot of these rockets, because they're homemade, they're kinetic. That means it has to touch it with force to be able to go off, and they're usually in the nose of this thing. And so the thruster probably burst out the side of the actual rocket and then it fell down made kinetic contact obviously with the hospital and that's just a guess nobody quote me out there try to own me on it later but it's just a guess no, no you, matter, you confirm mentions i mean the, the simple version is what you see when the rocket ignites in midair is the propulsion system breaking yes and the payload is still active when it slams into the ground exactly because those are, the payload itself is generally they're kinetic right yeah and so if the wow. if, if the if the rocket and the booster go out, then it's going to wherever it falls, it will explode. Yeah, look, I mean, this is this is the scary reality of war. This is what false flags are for. A, a, a nation, historically, this has happened several times, will attack itself because they they can use that attack as justification. Yep. Look up the years of lead in Italy; it went on for decades. They, well, it was just it was just violent, people attacking themselves, uh, false flags on each other the whole time. <laughs> uh, and a lot of people blame NATO. I think it was for interfering with that and planting those false flags. And a little little oh, historical really? tidbit is in the very beginning of of the years of lead. And if the uh, rumors of NATO being involved are true, the person in charge of that group was General Lemnitzer, who was the guy who went to JFK with Operation Northwoods. Well, there's always been the question, question too, of don't forget the war in the Balkans, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm, right? Where you had the shelling of right. the market, which uh, they had blamed on the Serbians. Mm -hmm. And then it was mm -hmm. like, well, actually, was that the Kosovars that had actually done that? You know, there was a question around mm -hmm. getting U.S. involvement going after that shelling. Uh, who actually had done it yep. uh, not saying i have the answer to that but that was one no matter who did this though and there, if there were 500 people in that hospital it's a war crime yes know? and yeah uh, it's no, disgusting no absolutely it's disgusting yep. but it is you know and we talked about this at the outset it's very interesting is all militaries have always had psyops mm -hmm. right you know sure. propaganda and things you know trying Trojan to push them horse. yeah you're sure. trying to push messages and psyops and trying to push uh, the population in the manner in which they think about conflict in a certain direction. But today it's so much different because it's like to second to second, mm -hmm. you know, this, you know, World War II, right? Or Vietnam where you had psyops. Mm -hmm. It was over a long trajectory period of time, right? Of trying to control the narrative. Now it's just almost chaotic. I think right? that we're in a non-reality. I right. think we're beyond reality right now. I keep calling it post-reality. And it's like that, uh, that's Whoa. like the uh, totality of events occurring, both digital and physical, right? As, yeah. as the whole world is on fire. That's a great term for it, actually. Thanks. Post-reality. Yeah. Post yeah. I'm working it's on that. I'm trying to get it started. So <laughs> It's like the share it. modernism, post-modernism, reality, yeah. post-reality. Yeah. We're post beyond it because, yeah. because I'm watching people debate decapitated babies on Twitter yes. within moments or, or, yep. or mm. Ghosts of Kiev. You well, know, the like, crazy it, thing about insane. those debates is that it... The idea is that in some way, if you can uh, 
say that there's this kind of propaganda or that kind of propaganda on one side or another, mm -hmm. then that justifies your opinion or perspective on the conflict. Exactly. And it doesn't. Right. Like propaganda warfare is propaganda warfare. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really have anything to to do with what Objective actually is objectively truth. going on. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I want to just point out real quick, uh, one of the super chats, Justin SLA says, Max Blumenthal has proven it was Israel. I, I checked Mac, Max Blumenthal's uh, Twitter history and I, I've not seen any any definitive information or anything proving anything. Simple, I have seen some conjecture that the videos that are putting out have an incorrect timestamp, which will have to be verified. And I'm also stating I am skeptical on the geo-confirmed, mm -hmm. but I do think a long thread from a geo-tracking with coordinates, uh, non-war, non-journalistic entity is just being like, we tracked the images, we looked at the, the locations, here's the coordinates. It's it's reasonably more uh, likely to be true. However, I I, I will remain skeptical. I, I don't know who did this, but it does seem, in my opinion, based on everything I've read, Hamas likely had a rocket misfire. I mean, look, these are these are makeshift improvised rockets. Yes. Saying that, that it misfired is not unreasonable. Saying that right. Israel, with military precision, blew up a hospital full of children, that's a bold claim that requires some some extraordinary yeah, measures. Yes, so. yes, It's absolutely. possible. It's entirely possible. Totally possible. It's entirely possible. Yeah, I mean, th this isn't like a Patriot battery firing. It's right. like, you know, those things don't miss fire, right? They yeah. go where they're guided to. I mean, but I mean, Hamas, like you're saying, it's a makeshift rocket. I mean, I think it's- Or a, it's Iranian, right? Don't yeah, yeah. yeah or the Iranians Iran. did it. Yeah. Either, either way, the, the you know, Israel is operating with, I think, um, what, the fourth strongest military in the world, they say? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, this, is, this is cutting edge, this is bleeding edge weapons technology. There can be accidents, there can be mistakes. It just means the probability of the accident mistake is going to be on Hamas, not on Israel. Mm -hmm. That's and, right. And, and, you know, look, there was a statement put up by someone saying that it was, they said Israel struck a hospital that was operating as a terror base or whatever. And then the person deleted the tweet. That didn't mean anything to me. Right. I, I, I don't know. Right. We don't know for sure. Mm. That's what's so weird is like any reality you want to be true is will be true for you on the internet. You just got to find it, right? right. You will, you everything you want it, to be true matter. is true, which means then nothing is true. You know? Yeah, you right. can. You can that's always the product too of like the the relativist approach mm -hmm. to everything, where it doesn't matter what the perspective is. Everything is is equally valid, right? Which is essentially not just post reality, but post morality. Oh, for sure. Which we are yes. definitely a post moral. Culture. Yes. yes. And, and even though these things may or may not be true, we are learning how people are reacting to what they think is true, which is also terrifying, right. you know, because right. there are some people want this, these things to be true no matter what side it is. Well, and the crazy thing too, is you have like the, you know, so many people who are walking around carrying trans flags being <laughs> like, I'm pro Hamas. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you, you know, yeah, they no, would kill not. you. Yeah. They, right. Yeah. They yeah. hate you yeah, they, as well as me. They don't hate you less yeah. because you well, say falls in line you're pro Hamas. With my fear that they are they are certainly a death cult. Yeah, yeah. There's really definitely a death yeah. cult going Always on. I think it's like, like um, they're they're the inversion of logic, right? Uh -huh. And I'm I'm not trying to be funny. I'm, I'm like you, how, how LGBT for Palestine? I mean, that's it it's not that, releasing criminals and arresting yeah. victims mm -hmm. right. in New York. If you defend yourself, you get arrested, and if you're a criminal, you get released. It's yep. it's it's bizarro world. It's it's yep. an inversion of what logic is. Because yep. yep. there's no more distinction between parody and reality. And, and there's no more distinction Stein. between <laughs> exactly. yeah. There's no distinction between good or bad no. because both are equally valid depending right. on how you feel at the time. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So when people th first saw Alex Stein doing his routine, hey, in, I stand with Alex halls, Stein, dude. Gage I love Stein. I love it. But yeah. people on the right thought he was a real person from the right. So there's no more distinction, it's which so is, funny. is is funny, but it's insane. I feel bad for the Babylon B. They try. 
Yeah, I but it's know. like yeah. they're more prophetic. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. they just... can't do much at this point because you'll see one of their headlines and you're like, oh, but I just saw that in the Washington Post. Right. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it just headline. blends in. It's the same. Yeah, that's that's great. So this, that so they made not the B. <laughs> they made not right. the yeah, B. Yeah, literally. Right, Life yeah. has become so absurd. They have to make it. Exactly. That's not satire, but it seems like <laughs> it sounds <is>. like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the onion barely exists anymore. I haven't oh, seen I know, the onion yeah. in forever. Onion came true. I think we're I think we're laughing. I think we're laughing a bit too much. Let's get back to the story. Oh, come on! Go good to laugh. We got a story here from MiddleEastEye.net. Israel-Palestine war. Jordanians try to storm Israeli embassy after Gaza hospital attack. We have this tweet. Low key online. I'm not sure who low key is. Uh, host a podcast on Mint Press News says the Israeli embassy in Jordan is on fire. And this was posted 3.19 p.m. Uh, today, so several hours ago. But uh, this has been ongoing. I, I don't know if we have, uh, uh, yeah, we have this video here from the post-millennial that I'll play for you guys. Just a short video showing what appears to be thousands, maybe tens of thousands of people outside the U.S. and Israeli embassies. And, of course, again, the reporting is that they've tried to storm the embassy. So, uh, look, man. I don't see how we get we get we get out of this without at least yeah. widespread war in the region, whether it involves us or not. I well, feel like it clearly we get is going it, to it's we we are not just going to be dragged in. We're going to like jump in, which yeah. is what we seem to be doing. Joe Biden's our, jumping in yeah. right now. Will yeah. Lindsey Graham be on ground? Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham guy. won't do anything. Lindsey Graham. I've been calling him the Anthony Fauci of war. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like He's got his uh, whole deal. I, that guy I mean, is look, crazy. I can understand if our interests are attacked and someone says we should defend our interests. Fine. I will argue we should not have interests in certain areas. And mm -hmm. so my argument would be thus, we should not be involved for those reasons. If the president is attacked, it's a tough position. But for Lindsey Graham to come out and say, with or without evidence, the U.S. should bomb Iran is psychotic. psychotic. That is psychotic. Bombing Iran evil. would be a totally wacky thing evil. to do. It's insane. I, 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 he wants it. I, I mean, he's going to make people will make money off of war, and yeah. he's probably one of those people. He's like buying a bunch of stock in Raytheon and Lockheed mm -hmm. Martin. Mm -hmm. and I, I, I would point outfits. out, just to be clear, is and some people might not remember or know this, but there are tens of thousands of Palestinians living in Jordan mm -hmm. uh, in refugee camps now for the last several decades. So this. There, there is a huge Palestinian presence in Jordan, so perhaps... And Jordan isn't accepting them into their society at large? C correct. Why are they not doing that? Well, they don't in Lebanon either. They're well, also in refugee camps there. Why is that? Yeah, why are they keeping these people in refugee camps? It, yeah. It's, it's an interesting thing. Why There's are like, they doing that? Well, one of the main reasons might be because of the... I don't know if... I think... Is Hamas Sunni? Are they Sunni? Is that correct? Or yes. Shia? Yeah. No, they're Sunni. Hamas is okay, Sunni Hamas is and Sunni. Hezbollah is Shia. That's yes. right. Hezbollah is Shia. Is, uh, Shia. So that's what maybe the issue with, uh, well, I was going to say that may have been the issue of them being Shia going to the Sunni country. But if they're both Sunni and they both have the same alignment, I don't know if Jordan is Shia or Sunni. I know that area is where Jordan, it's mostly Jordan Shia is Shia in the center and Sunni everywhere else. Yeah, they're Sunni. Yeah, Jordan is Sunni okay. and Hezbollah is Shia. Right, um, that's correct. Yeah. And that's what's interesting about Hezbollah and Hamas being friendly is because they're Sunni and Shia and they disagree with fundamental facts about their religion. But that's what I was wondering if why if that was why the people from from the West, from Gaza were not being accepted, but that is uh 
I don't really know anything else beyond that. You know, but obviously just, they, it, they it, have a common enemy. So right, think, exactly. uh, think about uh, Bashar al-Assad, right? Yes, so he is an Alawite, and mm-hmm. Alawites are an offshoot of Shia, uh, Shia Islam. Right. They're not in direct alignment, the Alawites, no. with the Iranians. But no. the Iranians came in and supported them mm-hmm. in, in that war, right? And so it's obviously... Uh, relationship of convenience and i mean they have a common common enemy right yeah. we don't have a lot of christian sects going around fighting each other ever since uh the british worked their thing out with the catholic <laughs> irish yeah we don't see and, and a lot of like interwar between christian yeah. groups yeah and, and, nope. as an yeah. irish catholic i don't know if that's completely worked out yet <laughs> well, but, uh... you know, it's working out better than it is yes yes no 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 it it, it 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 is working out a lot better i have been giving that some thought though like mm-hmm. when you think about it so here in the u.s we have a lot of we've seen all of these groups start protesting in favor of hamas essentially um on college campuses and in Dearborn, Michigan, and in a lot of city centers. We've seen that in Times Square. Mm-hmm. You know, you see people out with kafias and whatever. And there's they're all being supported. In a lot of cases, these are people right. who are being supported by not-for-profits in the US. You know, so you have not-for-profits like CARE, what is it, the C-A-I-R? C-A-R, yeah. yeah. they're supporting this stuff. They probably have an IRS tax designation making them a charity mm-hmm. so that they can be funded and all i could think of when i start thinking about this and where's this money coming from in the u.s to fu- fuel the protesters in the u.s who are backing hamas is the uh, catholic churches in the 1980s um in the u.s that would collect donations to repair the roofs of the churches in ireland aka going to the ira rashida Tlaib wow. has tweeted out apparently um that Israel did bomb a, a Baptist hospital, killing 500 Palestinians, doctors, children, and patients, and then blames the president. Brian Krasenstein is criticizing her because it's not confirmed, but this is the point I was making. I mean, it's already out. Well, she's a congresswoman, so she must she, be she's, right. She's a congresswoman. Yeah, yeah. She has America's hey, best interest I'm at heart, sure I'm has, sure. That's why she's got that Palestinian flag outside her office. Right. And, uh, and the LGBT. She has, she's got that one, too. Yeah. It's true. So All now what's going to happen is the people who, who like her are going to say, it's true, she said so. That's it. End of story. Yep. It doesn't matter what the truth is. No, it's relative. Yeah, Terrifying. And, and, and since you brought it up, the interesting thing, though, about Northern Ireland, and I'm not going to go down a rabbit hole on this, <laughs> is that they did end up coming to, uh, through the Good Friday Agreements, mm-hmm. some type of formal structure. Look, if the people of Northern Ireland now, through referendum, vote to, be, to rejoin uh, the Republic of Ireland, that's what's going to happen, and the British government is going to recognize that. Mm-hmm. And they were able to come up with some type of uh, political solution here. I have no idea. You're not going to get a political solution here. No. No. It's not going to happen. It, it, it's just not going to happen. There, this, is, this is scary stuff, man. I mean, if you're just on Twitter right now, if you're on X, there's a lot of videos flying around that are unconfirmed that are going to lead us into very serious conflict. There's one post, not confirmed that a crowd in Turkey is trying to break into a military base, a U.S. military base, and that the U.S., they're saying the U.S. must respond and protect U.S. territory. I don't know if this is true. I see Majid Nawaz retweeted it from uh, from Jason J. Smart. No idea where the video came from, but people are going to start seeing these videos, and it doesn't matter if they get debunked later on. You know, People, and, are, people and, saw it. That's it. They're not going to look for the fact check. And, right. and the scary thing is, Tim, is that you have like a congresswoman who is feeding this social media frenzy, yep. mm-hmm. who could, if she wanted to, 
go get some classified briefing and actually understand probably much better than all of us what's actually happening but she has no interest in that she wants to fuel Mm -hmm. the propaganda out there blind support blind support is better than support that has any knowledge of anything that's going on because you can tell them exactly what you want to know you can Mm -hmm. you are the person who controls information at that point that's that's terrifying man yeah and i'm look i mean she's got her flags out there in front of her office i'm sure hamas is just waiting for the day to raise the palestinian and lgbtq flag uh uh, hey, it does, wait, seem, it does seem LGBTQIA weird that you have. Plus, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it Did does you say seem, plus? There's, there's, <laughs> a, there's yeah, a plus, plus. at the end. Yeah. Uh, it does seem weird that she is a sitting congresswoman who is going after one of our allies on Twitter. That yeah. seems bizarre. Right. Yeah, well, she's an anti-Semite. She and, does hate yeah, I mean, Jews. She's, <laughs> she's like a classic <laughs> Jew hater. That is true. Yes. Yeah. We have a number of them in Congress, it turns out. I, yeah. Look, look, guys, you know, the, the left would come out and say everyone on the right is fascist, and that is Clearly false, because you can't call Dave Smith a Trump supporter because he's critical of Trump. But they tried doing it when he was on he was on Fox Business, I think, with mm-hmm. Kennedy, and they were like, you Trump supporters. Like, I don't support Trump. What are you talking about? But when you were looking specifically at Rashida Tlaib with the Palestinian flag, blaming Israel for something that's unconfirmed, and the involvement of, of the DSA, their support for the, the yes. like, overt support for Hamas, yet we're not being cute when she says she's anti-Semitic. That's just like a confirmed statement. Of yes. That. No, it's just, yes. that's just a fact. Yes. Yeah. She is Rashida Tlaib. So is Ilhan Omar. <laughs> yes. Now, hold on. AOC called for surgical, I'm sorry, precision yeah, and precision. intelligence right. to deal with Hamas. I was actually kind <laughs> <Yeah>. of impressed. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I agree. Precision and intelligence. Not not two Look. words I usually associate with her. <laughs> AOC, <laughs> AOC is getting a lot of flack for, for, uh, for this because she's calling for a ceasefire. And I, I, I don't know why she, it's like the, the hate against her right now is just pure tribalism. Yeah. Okay. A ceasefire. She, she, uh, she's asked about it on CNN. She's like, this goes both ways. Hamas is firing rockets into Israel. We want it to stop. She's not t- saying Israel should just not respond to the attack. She's saying Hamas needs to stop too. Right. I can certainly understand Israel saying we're going after the military leaders. And then AOC's basic assessment, which again, she's getting ragged on for was collective punishment is not a good, is not good and may destabilize the region. Hamas must be dealt with, but we need military intelligence and precision. And I was like, AOC went on television and said that we should provide intelligence to surgically strike and, and assassinate or execute Hamas leaders. Mm-hmm. And, and she's getting ragged by Republicans. I'm like, what, what, what is she supposed to say? Indiscriminately bomb hospitals? I don't right, understand. Like, right. she's giving what would probably be a typical Republican answer, mm-hmm. military surgical strikes on Hamas leadership. Mm-hmm. And she's getting ragged. I'm like, I don't know what to say to that. Yeah, tribalism. Right. Sometimes, right. Just, sometimes she is right. Just yeah. recently, I had I, I agreed with her on uh, her UFO assessment when she was like, yeah. uh, basically, I think or this is her saying it. We give billions of dollars to a lot of corporations with no oversight, and they're creating things that we might not know about. Yeah. And that's I'm like, I agree, yeah, that's, AOC. That's actually not too dumb. I agree. Yeah. I tried I tried writing a story about her and then I think they Googled me. I reached out to her team oh, and they're like, really? never mind. Well, I was this but close. I, but I, I, I'm I wondering when the left is gonna come after AOC for saying Hamas must be dealt with. Yeah. And, she's out of the squad. And she and she like she didn't literally <laughs> say we need surgical strikes to remove leadership. She says Hamas must be dealt with. Mm. And then she's asked how, and she goes, perhaps with military intelligence or precision. Mm-hmm. And it's just like she's basically saying too many civilians are dying in the Israeli airstrikes. They need to be more precise in who they're targeting. And it's like, Fair. that's that's more that's more pro-military than I get yeah, right. sure. coming from AOC. Right. Yeah. I mean, the striking uh, thing, though, it, you know, through all of this, 
yes, we need to go after Hamas. They must be destroyed. We must go after after the leadership. They, we can't have these types of attacks on Israel. Where's the Secretary of State dealing with Egypt to get these civilians out of there? I mean, it, has anybody seen the Secretary of State? I mean, I guess he's supposed to go over there. Well, I don't ever, right? Yeah, Blinken. but I don't ever see. He's been I, over there. He had a meeting. He had like an eight-hour meeting yesterday talking to people. If you go to the State Department, he is in is he's traveling to Israel, Jordan, Qatar, Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, UAE, and Egypt. He's trying to get all this stuff sorted out. Hmm. I don't agree with Blinken on pretty much anything. No. But that's where he is. He's over there and he's the one who announced that Biden was going to be coming by. But you know what I think is that they have dragged their feet on those types of relationships because Trump oh, is the guy that did the Abram Accords, right? Mm -hmm. And so That was such a great idea, the Abraham Accords. Yeah, and yeah. and they have I think not wanted to solidify and strengthen that agreement that Trump, were he not Donald Trump, would have received the Nobel Peace Prize. For doing something like that. He was I, not. There were a couple of people nominated him, I recall. Yeah. I mean, to be able to get uh, Arab nations like that, to be able to recognize and normalize relations with the state of Israel is a huge mm -hmm. accomplishment. And I think that they've dragged their feet on that accomplishment because they don't want it to be cemented in place. And now we're paying the price for that because I would imagine they've not uh, kept up the pressure in terms of normalization of those um, uh, interactions in between those two countries. The most notable thing I've seen Blinken do recently is like play guitar at uh, the White House. I don't know if anybody saw that. I missed that one entirely. But, yeah, he's he's actually not bad at guitar. Really? Yeah. <laughs> is he as good at guitar as Lizzo was on James Madison's? Uh, I, I, I I think he's better. Really? I mean, he, he did he twerk? Uh, no, but he, he, I think he's playing like jazz or blues. He's actually pretty good. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Right. I think the, the the Abraham Accords were so underreported. I remember talking to people about them who were like on the left and they're like, we never heard anything about that. And they were, you know, they're only watching CNN and right. NBC, but I'm like, they were obviously purposefully underreported. They couldn't give Trump anything. No, no. And remember they said, oh, we're going to have war uh, when Trump moves the embassy <laughs> mm -hmm. to Jerusalem. It's going to be, you know, holy war. It turned out okay. Turned out okay. Actually yeah. worked out. Aren't we glad we don't have the embassy in Tel Aviv right now? Right. Mm. My goodness. I want to pull up this tweet that I just saw. This is from uh, Jeremy Frankel. For anyone in Texas media, he says Hilton Hotels will be hosting a conference for Hamas supporters in Houston, organizers in the U.S. campaign for Palestinian rights. Notoriously proud Jew haters, Rashida Tlaib, Linda Sarsour, Mark Lamont Hill, and several others. He says, call Hinton, Hilton Hotels to voice your objection. Remind them they're breaking their own policy. They say in compliance with the Patriot Act, as well as international anti-terrorism rules, Hilton does not support organizations that engage in terrorist activi activities or are involved in any acts dangerous to human life that are a violation of the criminal laws of any country where we operate. Uh, I'm just going to outright say... Don't call Hilton Hotels and complain about leftists having their conference. That's not a good idea. And I'll explain exactly why. I would like to see all the videos of Rashida Tlaib at a pro-Hamas rally explaining why she supports terrorism True. so that I can show my liberal family members and say, see, that's the importance of free speech. Right. So to mm -hmm. see conservatives be like, how dare they support this? We must cite the Patriot Act to get them banned. No, 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 no. I am. I am tired. Of going to a liberal and being like, did you know that Rashida Tlaib said X? Prove it. I'm like, well, I can't find it because mm -hmm. they censor it. No, no, no. I want, just like when the DSA had that meeting 
where they were like yelling about pronouns and everyone's mm -hmm. screaming over yeah. clapping. Yeah, I want so those videos to exist. Yeah. Please yeah. don't don't get this event canceled. Well, Let you know speak. what happened? They, we had um, you know, the World Professional Association for Transgender Health. They had a meeting in Montreal like last year or something, and we had a reporter undercover at that meeting. Um, who was, you know, streaming the videos because they had streaming, but only if you had like registered and whatever, streaming the videos and all of that stuff. And when we published a bunch of those videos and when we wrote down. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. With no analysis, just exactly the things that these people said about how eunuch should be a gender identity for children. Wow. And how the Jeez. chapter on how children can identify as eunuchs had a lot of research gathered from a child porn website oh. about oh, nice. eunuchs, right? Like, this is what they were talking about. Um, the people who we quoted, who gave their talk at WPATH with pride and joy um, and inclusivity, they came after us with a legal letter saying, mm -hmm. like, you can't write down and publish what we yeah. said. And we're like, but you you said it, though. This is why Libs of TikTok gets you, in trouble. You did yes. say it, just and shows, we're going to publish it. Yeah, you're just showing what they said. They hate themselves, though. Yes. Because it's all a projection. Yeah, you know, exactly. Not to make light of any of this, but you mentioning Patriot Act. and it, Do you think somebody, like, wrote into the Patriot Act, like, why don't we ban terrorism conferences? Like <laughs> <laughs> But well, the, what if the, the terrorists well, try to have crazy, conferences? You know? But the, the idea that having a conference in support of Palestine, because they're not saying literally Hamas, right. but we know it kind of is. But like either way, a group of people gathering at a, at a hotel for a conference is a First Amendment protected activity. That's the right to peaceable exactly. assembly. Now, saying that you want people to call them, call the Hilton and get them banned is not government encroachment on speech. It's still just a bad strategy. We, we want all the videos in the world of these people being anti-Semitic so that it will be without a doubt. Mm -hmm. Then when, when it comes to the 2024 elections, you can play these videos on loop. You know what you do? You take the videos of them speaking and you run them as ads on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to have your liberal aunt being like, what's this video of Rashida? Like, oh, my. What? She's mm -hmm. saying what? And you'll be like, oh, you I know, didn't know yeah. she hated the Jews. Yeah. They'll say it was AI. Right. It wasn't really her. But he, I mean, then fine. Make yep. that the battle. The point yep. is. Let them say it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, think about the classic case, right? Remember, there was this Nazi organization, ACLU, defended them yep. so they uh -huh. could so they could have their march down the street. Skokie, and, and, and yeah, exactly, Skokie, Illinois, and Skokie, Illinois, and it was shocking for the American people, shocking, and it's awful. But yeah. people saw that and were like, "This is wrong. It's mm -hmm. terrible." And they had an informed decision about their kind of moral judgment about mm -hmm. these issues, which is which is good. That's a good thing. Yep. No idea should be suppressed. I want to hear everything. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that the American people are smart enough to be discerning and figure things out for themselves. I hope so. Especially if maybe so. we I'm get having a hard time rid of the DOE. You, and, yeah. You know, <laughs> that would be nice. It would help yeah. things out maybe a little bit. Yeah, um, I agree though. I don't think that we should be suppressing speech. I think that people should gather. They have the, the right to gather yeah. and do that. And the other thing too is as soon as you start taking away 
people's rights, you know, as they're enshrined in the Bill of Rights, then they start coming for yours. We had a situation recently, Andy No, who's with Post Millennial, he was giving a speech, he was giving a talk in Richmond, and uh, a bunch of activists didn't want him to speak because he exposes activists for, you know, being pretty awful. So they didn't want him to speak. They kept calling everywhere that his talk got scheduled to get it canceled. Oh, and the Marriott wow. Hotel, where it was finally scheduled to speak, canceled his talk. <sighs> You know, and they had mm -hmm. to find another location. So I don't see any reason to get people's talks canceled, mm -hmm. uh, no matter what they're talking about. <sighs> right. Yeah, and it also forces people to meet and discuss these things underground. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which yeah, that's a good then point. generally leads to pretty dangerous activity. Right. 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 When when I was teaching uh, journalism, fiction, all this stuff, I wanted the students to be uh, to experience ideas outside of their typical you know, worldview, right? Because I would tell them you need to uh, let your the immune system of your ideas build up because if they don't experience these ideas, these horrible ideas, and when they do encounter them in the real world, they'll just collapse. Their immune system yes. will die, right? You have to know how you feel about these bad ideas, you know, ch tweak your ideas here and there. But if you keep suppressing stuff, yeah, it'll just fester in the dark and come back. Yeah, and you see so much of this, right? Steriler, st sterilization of history. So mm. under the Obama administration, they said, we're going to remove the Confederate flags at Gettysburg. And it's like, people aren't there, maybe somebody is, but generally people aren't there to celebrate the Confederate flags. It's actually something did happen there, yes. mm -hmm. a historical event that literally set the course of this country. Yeah, yep. It's kind of important for people to understand and know what took place there, right? And if you're not confronted with that, those ideas and what the Confederacy stood for and what it was doing and why this war happened and what it looked like, mm -hmm. young people get confronted with this later in life. And it's, as you're saying, it just, it falls away that mm -hmm. immunization that you said that they need to have. Yep. Well, because you need to know how to defend your ideas. You need to know how to argue the best points of your opposition just in order to, you know, secure your own ideas and make your own, arguments as cohesive as possible yes yeah you don't know what you think until you start arguing with someone who disagrees with you or reading text that counters your view um you just don't know exactly and look if there's for some people the imagery of the confederate flag i'm sure is highly offensive maybe it you know it makes them feel terrible when they see it it's not the most supposed to make you feel good, right? Um, you're supposed to be confronted with these things so you know how to respond to it and form opinions about it and things like that. I mean, this is, if you go down the rabbit hole of everything that offends me, then we have to take off the table and everyone gets a vote on that, then what are you left with? Right, mm -hmm. not very much. No, yep. no history has been flattened. You know, I grew up uh, outside of West Point, uh, the military academy. Yeah. And um, we have the shell of the atom bomb in the museum. Mm. And every summer we have like thousands of Japanese coming to visit the, the bomb and they take pictures with it. And it's like they're going to witness something truly horrific. Right. Right. And uh, if you keep getting rid of these things, you won't feel it like the way you're talking about. You know, when I walk battlefields and you like Antietam and you like 20,000 right. guys died there, you feel yeah, like this crazy sure. history sure. of violence that happened there. And that's you know pretty much everywhere in this, in this well, country. Well, it'd be like if you went to Normandy. Obviously, Germans died there. There mm -hmm. is a section for them. My grandfather fought in uh, World War II. He got shot in the face in Germany. Mm. And I'm sure there, are, and I know there are, there are gravestones that have swastikas on them. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I think we need to see that. 
Yeah. We need sure. to Definitely. know that that yep. happens, <clears throat> right? I, it's not that I obviously don't support the swastika. Right. But this is a horrific thing that happened in human history right. and for us to be able to confront it and learn from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the thing that I think is like lost upon the younger generation is that like you, and even my generation, the millennials is kind of start, where it started, but you have to understand history to to understand history. You have to know where you came from. Otherwise, you're gonna make the same mistakes like that common adage goes, if you don't remember history, you don't know history, you're doomed to make their mistakes. Or like, if you, yeah, it's just it's just a thing that everyone I think should know, but I'm shocked at how people actually know that. You yeah. go and see yeah. these things. It's not comfortable. Sure, all these things in history are not comfortable. And if you want to talk about them, then you have to be willing to, to face it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You can't just run away from everything and hide it and say, oh, this doesn't make me feel good. Mm -hmm. Too bad. Not everything makes you feel good. That's why yeah, a, lot of, a lot of people have like a very black and white view of history too. Yeah. You know, totally. like you look at the Civil War. It's a lot of gray area. Like, you know, you may understand Sherman as the hero for the total war. But if you really look at what Sherman did, there's a lot of crazy things yeah. he did. Pretty yeah. bad stuff. I consider yeah. him our first atom bomb. You know, the way oh, he went true, down and true. like destroyed everything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there were people working, there were soldiers under him who massacred freed slaves because yep. they were upset. They were following them mm -hmm. while they were doing the trail, uh, you know, the march of the sea. Right. Yeah. So it's nothing's easy, but you got to understand that nothing's easy. You know, right. it can't just yeah. be flattened and condensed into this very simple uh, history. That's gonna yeah. Make you feel it, and that's a great point is that it's, it's not black and white. It's complex. No. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And human interaction is particularly war. It is complex. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of different interest motivations and all these other things that happen terrible things on both sides yep. right i mean and i'm quoting the guy uh mcnamara who happened to be involved with um the firebombing with lemay in japan mm. he said had we lost we would have been deemed and we were acting as war criminals yeah true and right. and that's that's mcnamara saying that right right mm -hmm. and but it was a total war Mm -hmm. right yep. they were trying to inflict total war on us and we inflicted total war on them and then same for sherman you know yes. he said war is hell and like yeah. people the idea of hell has been watered down but legit I saw, hell. I, I saw a good quote said war is not hell war is war <laughs> and hell is hell <sighs> because in hell everyone who's there is is guilty everyone there deserves it yeah. and in war yeah. everyone there is innocent yeah mm, exactly. fair yeah that is fair so war is worse than hell in yeah. a lot of ways. Let's tell Sherman that. Let's dig up William Tecumseh. <laughs> I mean, Sherman was kind of a bad guy. Oh, yeah. he was a miserable man. <laughs> yeah. He didn't like black people. He he, yeah. he wanted to destroy the South. I mean, he, was, he, he fetishized exactly. violence. Mer mercilessly. Yeah. yeah. Merciless. That was brutal. Yeah, it's crazy. So I, I I just looked it up. I think even the post manual has it. Yeah, they set fire to the U.S. Embassy in, in Beirut. Yeah. The U.S. Embassy. U.S. Oh. Embassy. Oh yeah, God. numerous tweets saying the U.S. Embassy has been uh, fire uh, in Iraq. They're outside the U.S. Embassy chanting America's the greatest evil. The post millennial tweeting, Hezbollah supporters set fire outside U.S. Embassy in Beirut. I've oh, seen some man. tweets that uh, they've pulled the flag, the U.S. flag down and replaced with the Palestinian flag. A lot of this is hard to confirm. I'm mm -hmm. just seeing a lot of it. I mean, there's, there's a video. Of, it's all breaking right now. Yeah, this is all yeah, breaking it's all right now. Yeah, breaking right now. Oh, my God. When I got in the plane. Yeah, I'm getting, like, phone calls from one of my writers saying, Jeez. like, what's up? I'm like, I could talk to you soon. God, I, ho I hope they get our people out of there. Oh, for sure. I, I'm praying they get our folks out of there. Um, out of the embassy. Out of the embassy. Well, yeah. Why do you think they haven't evacuated them so far? Just from precedent <sighs> set. Is there, like, a, is there an issue where there's, like, um, is there, like, an intelligence failure here where we just had no idea that this was going to happen how did we not know that this was going to happen we saw that was um being talked about in israel and people were criticizing netanyahu um for you know having this had happen you had what is it shin bet i think shin bet shin yeah. bet had taken responsibility for the 
failure of, you know, uh, just not knowing that this was going to happen. There was some talk that they knew within a few hours that maybe something was happening and they didn't follow it up. Didn't you say there was a report that was pulled like a week ago about getting out of the embassy? Yeah. So last was it? La- it must have been last week. Time has no meaning, right. yeah. um, but it must have been last week. Um, and I was looking at reporting and you saw on Twitter there right. were like maps of like uh, Hezbollah shooting lots of rockets into northern Israel. A lot of people were posting this map. A lot of people whose reporting I usually am like, oh, well, if they have it, I'm going to start there and then dig from there. Um, and it turned out to be fake. I went to the AP and I was like, OK, the AP has it. Uh. Maybe we can maybe we can run a story about how this is happening. As soon as I finished writing the story and I, we were about to publish it, it was like ready to go. I checked back at the AP and their reporting on it was gone and the maps turned out to be fake and it wanna, just wasn't real. And they were saying that they, the uh, US Embassy in Beirut had been evacuated and it wasn't. I want, I want to pull up the story. We have this from the, the Daily Mail. This is, this, is the, so fast. this is the headline they're running. US Embassy in Lebanon is set on fire as thousands of pro-Palestinian oh rioters mm. waving Hezbollah banners encircle the compound before security douses them in tear gas. Rider plants flag in fence as day of unprecedented anger gets underway. So this is the the official reporting. U.S. embassy under attack. I, I certainly hope they they that are uh, they get our people out of here. I mean, I don't I don't know what Biden thinks he's going to accomplish going into the region right now at this degree of escalation. Yeah. But I certainly hope that our uh, our presence there gets our people out of these embassies, and maybe it's time we just say. See you later. Well, and to Libby's yes. point, though, in terms of the intelligence, I mean, look at the open source intelligence here. Uh, we have a potentially escalating conflict. The United States president is coming to visit, and we just moved two uh, strike carrier groups into the region. Perhaps we should have thought maybe uh, there could be an issue with our embassy in Lebanon, which is essentially controlled by Hezbollah. Right. <laughs> like... It seems like there's been a, just a ton of intelligent failures for the past few weeks. Yeah, uh, every, or maybe and, they're not failures. Or maybe I mean, they're not. I mean, well, I, I, I agree with Max Blumenthal. He said it, it, this was an intelligence failure on the part of Israel. It, this it, Max is, is, is very pro, pro-Palestine. pro mm-hmm. And his view is that Israel would never be humiliated in this way. They wouldn't allow it. They wouldn't allow one of their soldiers to be taken because it puts them in such a weak position. Mm-hmm. So I see these arguments. I saw a clip from Charlie Kirk that there's an argument that it benefits Israel to a great degree to have allowed this to happen. But I think the detriment to Israel for this happening, the obvious detriment for the civilians dying, but even politically, is is it doesn't make sense that they would. Yeah, I, I, I don't agree with that. I think part of the things, and we've talked about this before, is how cheap and sophisticated technology is now. So Hezbollah and Hamas in particular, they have drones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have the ability to see where people are moving. You can buy infrared cameras. You can, I mean, so they've been tracking, and there was an article out there about, they knew exactly where one of these Israeli intelligence centers was just right over the border. They were supposed to be monitoring this kind of activity and took them out immediately. And they mm-hmm. knew when those guys were coming, when they were going, because they've been using drones and things of that nature to be able to to track that type of thing. And that's where, you know, you, you're always talking about this qualitative military edge, qualitative, qualitative. At some point, quantitative does become qualitative yeah, and where you're exactly. able to have a lot of assets. And this is where the Iranians swarm technology uh, or swarm tactics, rather, 
around U.S. naval vessels and things like that are so dangerous. Sure, yeah, look, we got an aircraft carry. What are you going to do if you got 20,000 boats coming at it? Are you going to shoot right. them all? Exactly. Well, it's like piranhas. Yeah. They're exactly. little and yappy. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. They'll yes. kill you. You start to think, too, about um, how the Americans won in the revolution. I know we had, like, French support and all of that stuff, but we also kind of invented guerrilla warfare a little bit. Yes, you know? yes. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. Yes. So if you have... and. And the difference, too, is that American soldiers are not ideologically driven here, um, but we're fighting an ideological enemy that believes fully that the best thing that they can do is die as as martyrs to their cause. Right. right. They teach their children that. I mean, there were um, there were TV shows like I forget what it was called. I know I have it on here somewhere in one of these. 5,000 tabs I have open. But um, <laughs> but there were TV shows that were running in like 2007 to 2014 in Gaza and the West Bank that were produced in the West Bank at TV studios. And it was uh, like cartoon, like a, like a, like a sort of Mickey Mouse type of character. I've, 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 I've yeah. 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 And it was teaching them that being jihadis was their best option for life. Yep. It, uh, you know, the the extremism of this Islamist ideology and the way that it really changed, I think, when the terrorists started uh, pushing it fully. Well, well it's, it's Wahhabism. It's really, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it's really the, destructive. Obviously, it's really destructive, but um, how do you fight someone that wants to die? Exactly. Right. Well, and, exactly. you know, d- that ideology you mentioned to bring that full circle back to what we were talking about just a moment ago, there's people on colleges, campuses, chanting from the river to the sea. That's yeah. so terrifying. From the yeah. river to the sea. What does that mean? That means the annihilation of the Jewish state of Israel. Mm-hmm. That means the annihilation of the Jews in that land. Yeah. That's what that means, from the river to the sea. Yes, it does. And so that, that, that's why you ask any leftist, they're not going to give you a straight answer. What would happen if the security fencing around Gaza was removed? And Israel said, everyone here, you can just go do whatever you want. Even the left knows. The right will say it explicitly. Oh, yeah, they'll go and start killing citizens and civilians. Right. They'll call them settlers. Yep. The, yep. the left call will just Andrews. hem and haw and deflect because they know what the answer is. Yep. You know, and I, and I think the reason why you get this answer um, from leftists, which is they'll try and dodge it. They can't publicly say, oh, we know what will happen and then gloat in their calling for what would eventually be civilian deaths. They also know that they publicly state that Hamas should not do it. The leftists are going to attack them saying, you think they should bow down to settlers, blah, blah, blah. The left really has, they they know most people oppose what they're proposing and they know the left would take issue if they reject what the left is proposing. Right. So they, ha- they can't answer the question honestly. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. It's terrifying. Uh, just thinking about the I'm, gorilla, I'm, the gorilla warfare stuff too mm-hmm. is like... It made me think of Vietnam. Sure. And it was so bad, the guerrilla warfare over there, that we Mm -hmm. had to seed the clouds to try to start water like rain to fall to to destroy their their pathways to fight them you know fighting that kind of stuff is impossible the 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 craziest thing that i the psyops of vietnam my, my my one of my favorite military concepts when they would 
play, they'll put speakers in the jungle, playing the sound of a wailing Vietnamese soldier saying, why did I fight? Why didn't I go home to be with my family? I'm trapped forever. Flee mm -hmm. while you can. Don't mm -hmm. be trapped like me. Mm -hmm. Because the superstition among the Vietnamese was that if you weren't given a proper burial, you were doomed to wander the earth. Mm -hmm. So they would play these spooky ghost sounds that were so effective, the South Vietnamese would flee yeah. as well. Yeah, so they had to stop doing it. But in that regard, that's old school. That's, you know, right. 50 some odd years ago, mm -hmm. the psychological operations we're going to see now are going to be all social media based. Twitter, and they, yeah. and, yes. and, right. And they've been happening for some time. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, look, these videos we're watching, we are, we are at the point. It could be now that these videos are AI generated. Yeah. Yes. And we're Literally. like, wow, look at this atrocity in the photos and everything. We had the argument over whether the photo was AI generated already. Mm -hmm. This is, this is a horror show. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you, uh, the United States can put out videos of anything they want using AI. Yep. And what are you going to do? Every journalist just agrees with it and then there's no journalism anymore. Yeah, how are you Well, gonna... we're in that, you know, that is a that is a tough spot. It's like that Evil and Wah novel Scoop where journalists just show up to the war zone and the one guy shows up to the war zone and he's like, "Where's the war?" and everyone's like, "Shh." Right. There isn't really one. Oh, wow. <laughs> just chill. Well, I, I remember this was a big, uh, there was a big social media troll campaign several years ago where people were taking old photos of like military convoys and then tweeting that, I can't believe this is happening. And they were saying something in like Ohio. I can't remember which state it was. Yeah. And then I, I'm on Twitter and I'm seeing all these posts where they're like, dude, it's happening now. Everyone was in on it. It was a game. But a lot of people didn't understand and thought it was real. Mm -hmm. You yeah, see, a, you see totally. a video of like a tank driving down the street. Then you see like mm -hmm. police pushing people back and everyone was claiming that all these things were one incident that happened when right. it was just random videos. Stuff, yeah, put it's together. maximum, maximum absurdity with unbridled horror on the internet. And uh, that is what is driving me insane, being on Twitter every time mm -hmm. I open it up. Because I see, you know, something has been confirmed, then that yeah. immediately that, that thing has been canceled out. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. And I still don't want to suppress that, that bad information. I, I think it just needs to be out there so we can, can fight it. Because I see other people calling for it to be somehow suppressed or have Twitter step in, which I also think is ridiculous. Well, dude, I guarantee, like the Operation Tim was talking about is called Operation Wandering Soul. And mm -hmm. I guarantee, if anyone wants to look into it, I don't know if the chat is, inter is interested. Mm -hmm. But if if you don't think that there's something like that going on, or at oh, least numerous goodness. operations that are going on yes. right now to both combat uh, this new AI uh, I guess we'll call it misinformation mm -hmm. and to create new misinformation as well because yep. the, you know the best defense is a good offense then you're kidding yourself there are definitely right. things going on right now that you don't know about and none of us know about and we can't speak anything about it and, and <laughs> neither, neither could you I'm sure as right. well we don't right. know and just the knowledge of the AI stuff happening makes it so people are there's so there's right, widespread right, right. skepticism it already, already. It already it's is built in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's already part of the operation just to know that this is going on. It's already yes. one of the things that they're aware of. Right. In one of these operations that's going on. Right. Yeah, it's well, it's that's so why the videos. So, so many of the videos things. are like so incredibly emotional. Yeah, yeah. You know, definitely. because if All you are first struck with an emotion and you're going to react in a you know in a way that that corresponds to that. And yeah, you're not yeah. going to question it first. When they get you with your feelings first, that's when you really have to watch right. out and be careful. Totally. Right. And that's something totally. we talk about at Post Millennial so, so. all the time with the social media team. And we're all like, okay, you just gotta chill. You gotta stay frosty. You gotta like keep your wits <laughs> about frosty. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's something actually Jack Posobiec said a while ago. He was like, oh, yeah. stay frosty. And stay we're like, frosty. that is like the that. motto. Nice yeah. Jack. Really that's a good one. Yeah. I know where you're getting that, my friend. <clears throat> all right, everybody. Yeah. We're gonna go to Super Chats. 
If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, and head over to TimCast.com in order to support our work directly. If you think our show is good, if you think the work we're doing is important, become a member by clicking join us, and you can hang out for the uncensored members-only show, which will be up in about 25 minutes on the front page of TimCast.com, and... You can join the Discord server to hang out with like-minded individuals and discuss today's news, as well as enjoy the shows that they've launched, pre-show, after-show, etc. We are now going to read what y'all have to say and answer some of your questions. Clint Torres with the number one super chat saying, howdy, Thanks, people. Howdy. 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 All right. Kalishnikov says, and what happens when China moves into Taiwan? We will be spread thin across three fronts, not to mention our collapsing border, the fourth front. Well, and all three of those are the ones that have been uh, volatile in the past hundred years. So Eastern Europe, the Middle East, and the Pacific theater, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. We're going to be in deep trouble if that's what's going on, especially if we don't even have any control over our own nation and our own people don't have any sense of being American or patriotism and nationalism has been vilified. Mm -hmm. We have a real problem. That, that's 100% correct and couldn't agree with you more. I, one kind of food for thought for the uh, viewers and listeners is... Just remember, the United States has never gone to war with a country equal or larger in economy and population. And Oh, that's interesting. We have never beat and defeated a country that is, by population and economy, either equal or larger than us. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. So you're saying that the United States has picked fights with a bunch of little guys and then... No, I mean, we, we were just generally one of the bigger developed guys and now China's on the rise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when we are on the decline. Ian says, anyone else not getting any live stream notifications for the last couple of weeks? You're not the only one. Yeah, you're not. I also have it on my phone and I got no notification today, so... I hear you. It's funny when my family members are like, why didn't I get the notification? I click it every day. Yeah. <laughs> like for people who watch every day. Well, look, the only reason this show works, two reasons. One, people choose to come and watch it. You, YouTube suppresses us. There's, there, I, sure. I just no question about it. Yeah. I mean, people will, will be like, the stream doesn't even appear on the YouTube channel itself. Yeah. And they'll only find it through like someone else sharing it or someone posting the link. So I, I, I think. The main reason this show exists is because y'all have decided it should and have shared it or become members at TimCast.com. But I think if we were so a few years ago, I was just strictly on YouTube making videos mm -hmm. and uh, then being like, well, I hope, you know, YouTube puts my video out or whatever. And then after a while, I realized like certain videos were, were no question suppressed. It was crazy. Yeah. Mm. You know, if I got like 200K views on like one of my main videos at 4 p.m., one day I'd talk about war or whatever, and it would get 30,000. I'd be like, okay, that is clearly not right. 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 And yeah. Because I'd get messages from people being like, I can't find it, I can't find it, because people were looking for it. That's mm -hmm. how, you know, so I, th I think we're fortunate enough that we have word of mouth and people share the show. Yeah, likewise. What do we got? Scrody Johnson says, what if the deep state is sending Joe over knowing something bad will happen in order to escalate the conflict? That's the conspiratorial That's think, fear. Yeah. yeah. But either way, you don't need a conspiracy for it. The issue is there is a great risk to Joe Biden. If something happens, it will escalate, escalate the conflict. So it doesn't matter if anyone's wanting to do it. It's happening. Like yeah. the, the, the motives behind it are irrelevant. Biden is going there. He could get hurt. We could get drawn into World War III. Please, just no. For Brit says, I heard Disney is trying to meet with Paramount to try and stop the South Park episode coming out because it is a threat to their business model. Can't wait to watch it. I don't know. I don't know. That sounds kind of weird. I can say that um, I checked out the season premiere of Rick and Morty mm. oh, without Justin Roiland. Okay, so for those yeah. that don't understand, 
Rick and Morty, I think it debuted as, as like a top IMDb 100 show, mm -hmm. meaning like it was shockingly popular among a lot of people. Justin Roiland does the voice of Rick and Morty, as well as many others like Mr. Poopy Butthole. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they, they fired him yes. after he was false. <laughs> Clip that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all just potty humor, but he was falsely <laughs> accused. He was, he was mm -hmm. uh, I believe it's fair to say, exonerated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and finally, but he was fired from all of his voice acting roles. I, I don't know about all of them, but many of them, these big network Almost roles, they launched the new season without him. Yep. And it was the cringe, cringiest thing ever. I just, mm. there's like in the yeah. opening scene, Morty says one thing and then just get up and gets up and leaves the room. Like, dude, he's a titular character. Right. He's in the intro <laughs> and then uh, the mom voiced by someone else is like, Morty, can you go do the dishes or something like that? And he's like, he just gets up and walks out without saying anything. And I'm like, get out of here. And then oh. it's just like the person voicing Rick does not do a good job. No, I'm sorry. Like all. you can't, you can't, it's obvious. Yeah. And so the whole episode is like other characters yeah, oh, and Rick terrible. barely talks. And yeah, I'm like, dude, cancel the show. Right. You fired the magic behind it. Yeah. You're done. Dude, it's like <laughs> Seth MacFarlane not doing the voices for any of his shows anymore. Yeah. You'd lose like, you'd lose a large portion you, of the people on the show that he voices as well. And you wonder why it doesn't feel the same. That's why. Imagine if yeah. you're trying to watch Family Guy and it was Seamus Coughlin voicing Peter. <laughs> <laughs> you just be, right, everyone just instantly understands how awful that yeah. would be. I mean, could you imagine? <laughs> Somewhere Seamus is like squeezing his fist and like punching a pillow. <laughs> Looking at all his spoons. <laughs> Seamus, come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shameless will be back soon. Yeah. Uh, he just abandoned us, so we make fun of him for it. Okay. All right. He deserves it. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, that was my opportunity to rag on how awful Rick and Morty was. Oh, man. Yeah, man. I, I, so I watched a little bit of it. I don't even watch the rest of it because it's just now, it's not Justin Roland. It's no, what's his name? The guy who writes the show. I can't remember his name. Um, who? But the, the other guy that writes the show, I can't remember the name. Dan Harmon? Dan Harmon. Yeah. It's basically mm. like his show now and it's his narrative completely. It's just, no it was one, just no bad. Else. Yeah, exactly. It was, I, I don't even. I, like, Royland made the show. It, it was just hilarious that Morty, it's, the show's called Rick and Morty, and Morty just like in the first, in the opening has like a, a half a sentence and then gets up and leaves. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we understand what's happening. <laughs> right. they, wow. That happens a lot when they pull like somebody good from a show. Like they pulled mm. TJ Miller off Silicon Valley and it became unwatchable. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's True. right, right. Yeah. Because he got accused too. Yeah. yeah, he got accused of something stupid. And it's so like, dumb. he was the funniest character on the show. The way that everyone interacted with him was what made that show I really wonder, funny. I wonder if we can make a, sh a show called like, Nick and Shorty, Bordy, Shorty, <laughs> Shorty, Shorty. Yeah. yeah, Nick and Shorty, and I'll I'll see if Justin Roiland will. That would be incredible. And get TJ Miller on there. Yeah, and TJ Miller. That'd be really fun. Yes. And, and Adrian Adrian Curry says Roseanne. Great. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, and get Adrian <laughs> Curry on it too. Get Should Roseanne get... <laughs> and Adrian Curry and TJ Miller. That would be awesome. That would be amazing. I would wild. watch the hell out of that show. I don't even know what it's about. I don't even care. Doesn't matter. I would watch it. Yeah. Yeah. It would. We would. We would just literally. It would be like Silicon Valley, Roseanne, and Rick and Morty all combined into one show as a joke to make fun of the fact yeah, that they fired. Yeah. And it so would be funny. like a great show. Yeah. Like that yeah. would be because all those people are so funny. I mean, yeah, those are genuinely hilarious that people. would really be killer it's sad to see rick and morty go that way because i'm not even a big fan of the show but to see it go this way it just sucks like they should have just canceled sucks. it yeah. yeah they should have. i mean look it's on season seven shows yeah, yeah. Are, they're, they're getting on in years i mean mm. simpsons had nine good seasons like 10 years before. old now yeah. basically 10 years old yeah, yeah. Man, that's, that's crazy. crazy i remember when i worked for vice they had a painting on the wall in williamsburg for rick and morty and i was like that looks stupid what is that like what's going on <laughs> yeah. and then it debuted and it was a huge show like yep. people people yeah. loved it that's just the stupidest thing ever. They thought they could replace the guy who made the show. Just, you can't do it. Sorry, man. Yeah. Pointless. 
All right. Bullseye Ben says, hello, Timcast crew. One of our members recently lost her brother randomly. If oh, anyone here so can sorry. assist with funeral costs, please search for Noah Sunday. It's not letting me link the post to GoFundMe because you should use Give, Send, Go and not GoFundMe. Mm. Yeah, GoFundMe is not good. They, they, they cancel people. So, you know. Is there is there an online list of like these corporations that we shouldn't be using? Could, we can we, we I mean, I assumed everybody now. knew not to use uh, GoFundMe and to use Gibson yeah, Go instead. Right. Yeah. Uh, I thought, I thought Eden so Eden Daniel says I can't download any of your content on Apple or Spotify for a week. Does anyone have this problem? Hmm. What well, I've, I've not heard it? anything about it. I have not heard anything about that. Yeah, it's like I'll, we upload everything looks normal to us. Yeah, it seems normal to us. So I mean, I'll, we'll, I'll look. But and and okay. and we haven't done anything like supporting Hamas, so I don't see why the machine would try and take us down. <laughs> Maybe we're not we're not pro intervention enough. They don't want those anti intervention. Maybe you're not like pro Hamas enough. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, I think it's right. That, that, then then you'll be able to get your message out. No, right. no. I I actually think that if if you made a pro Israel pro intervention podcast, you'd be number one across the board because every big tech platform would promote you. Yeah. They're 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 the the far leftists are getting gutted by supporting Hamas. Yeah. Yeah, yes. True. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The war machine is is pretty happy with the fact that uh, uh, there's people rallying for war. That's why AOC is changing her tune. To be True. fair, though, oh, right, no, yeah, absolutely. First, yeah. AOC is going full Pelosi, mm -hmm. yeah. right? She's next Pelosi. Full Pelosi. That's the name of her show. Full Pelosi. Full Pelosi. Full Pelosi. Wow. So, <laughs> it's got those, like, bikini shots from Italy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Great. All right. <laughs> I was thinking pantsuits, honestly. Oh, <laughs> that you said full yes. Pelosi, yeah. and yeah. I immediately thought full Monty, like which is there. like the naked people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's read some yeah. more. We got B.R. Tidwell says, Tim, your Discord has been holding House members accountable for speaker vote. Sammy yes. deserves mm. a shout. That's nice. correct. Right on. What are they doing? They're calling people? Um, I don't know. I've just heard about this since we went live, but uh, we'll be having Sammy Sammy from football. Or Sammy Football, I think it is. I don't remember her name. Oh, we I think I met her later. in Miami. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Lovely did. time. Cool. Yeah. So come Shout hang out, out in the members only show. Yeah. And we'll be talking to our uh, our members, Timcast members, on the on the Discord. Yeah, Charlie Kirk posted the phone numbers of the twenty reps who right. did not vote for Jordan. What what are the? I, I, there's a, there's a, we'll we'll talk about this in the uh, members only. Yeah, bit spicy. So, but uh, Brian Kilmeade and Hot Mike <laughs> insulting members of Congress is yeah. just so good. Yeah, yeah. vote tomorrow, eleven a.m. Eleven a.m. Yep. Okay. That's that's actually perfect timing because it fits perfectly with my recording schedule. So you know <laughs> that's why they did it. Great. Yeah, I was like, they record. around then. Can we can we get the vote in around then so it works with the schedule? I'm like, thanks guys. I was recording something. I was like on air today. We were doing a pre-record with Laura Trump, who was on the show. I thought that was very cool. She's yeah, she's great. She's great. But we were doing the show and recording, and at the same time there was the vote, and I kept like looking down at my computer, being like, "Don't look at your computer. <laughs> They're voting. Don't look. Okay, don't don't look." Like, you know, you know what I think. I these really guys, these guys who voted against Jordan, just did it so that now Scalise or whoever. You know, Jordan is going to go to them and say, what do you want? And they're going to be like, OK, you give me these things and I'll vote for you. That's what it is, because there's, there's no reason to vote True. against Jim Jordan. Hmm. I mean, like, are they going to go to their constituents and be like, I didn't want the House to have a speaker? They're going to be like, dude, come on. Right. You're wasting everyone's time. Nobody wants Jim Jeffries. Well, a lot <laughs> no. of these guys, though, are in Democrat areas. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, in New York. And, and, the I mean, New York so maybe people, maybe yeah. they maybe they do. Want, you know, I, I don't know. I You know. I support Jim Jordan for speaker. I think everybody should be voting for him mm -hmm. and put him in there. Did but, I say Jim Jeffries? Um, I like what you did. Hakeem Hakeem Jeffries. Jeffries. Yeah. It was a cool mental. Image. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, but so funny. I, I, I think there's, uh, I think there's a lot of bad blood in the conference. Mm -hmm. there, there's just a lot of bad blood. Yeah, it doesn't. It does seem a little fractured. Well, you talked to well, talk Congress to is awful. Gates so. for a long time. I mean, Matt Gates is the is is our best member of Congress. No question. 
and yeah. and nice and, guy. Yeah, and there's like probably a dozen or so that are good, and the rest is just. There's a reason why you don't know their names, and there there's a reason why you know the names of some and not not others. The backbenchers. Yeah, yeah and they and they just might as well not be there. Mm-hmm. But at the um, end of the day, they all get a vote in this. Oh, yep. for you sure. Know, and that's the the herding of the cats. And look, well, sm- I mean, smaller venue. I was in the West Virginia State Legislature previously, uh, so I've had a little bit of experiences with this because I was in House leadership. It's it's all person for us. It was all personality driven. It, it really was. I mean, we get people vote for us or against it. Not not always based on policy, but more kind of voted on. Do they like you? Right. Uh, do they feel like they can work with you yep. is is part of it. And I, I don't know if some of them are going to be able to come off of that. I, I don't know. Yeah, it seems like a lot of those people value uh, reputation over authenticity. You yes. Know? And it's, they're not there for that. All right, Nick. Mr. Corbrata says, in Canada, our tax isn't hidden. It's called the carbon tax, and it's 20%. Longtime listener and OG paying member. Much love from Canada. Sorry to hear you're from Canada. Yeah, I, I hope you that, guys man. win your freedom, though. I do. Yeah. Mm. Shout out to the Freedom Truckers, Freedom Convoy. Carbon tax. Fake. You know? yeah. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> this whole carbon thing is fake. Yeah. It's a, the whole climate agenda is fake. All right. You're made of carbon? Isn't that crazy? What? Huh? You're made of carbon. So what do they yes. mean when they say they want to eliminate the carbon hey, footprint? No, hey, it starts to make you think, doesn't it? What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Paracelsus Underick says, Tim has to ignore that Marxist collectivists have won and occupy the U.S. McCarthy was right. America is experiencing oligarchic corporatism. Perhaps. But I don't understand why I can say it 800 times. But people don't seem to understand. There is more than one ideological att- uh, attempted takeover in this country. Right. There are probably tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of organized ideological groups. But it is the Marxists who have gained the most power technically. When you look at their ideology, there's no logic. It makes no sense. Wimixin is the word one day, then it's women with a Y, then women with an I, and then that's offensive. And then it's, just, you must say woman. There's there's no plan. That's why at first it was racism, then sexism, then uh, feminism, then intersection, in, intersectional feminism, then total intersectionality, then crit- critical theory. And it, it, it keeps changing because the left doesn't have anything. It, it Like people have said, have tried to figure out what woke means. And I said, it is the current social orthodoxy of the left. Yeah. That's it. There's nothing else. Yes. There's there's no underlying principle because it changes. How can you say it's Marxist when they're pro-foreign war and intervention? Right. right, right? Exactly. They defy any logic and reasoning. It's amorphous. Yeah. It's literally just what we dis- what, what what the greater thing is adhered to, what, what the social orthodoxy is. Yeah. Can we get clicks and views from it? Then it is a good thing. Yep. And that that's why like they'll they'll disagree with the right no matter what right yeah. so you know the, the example i often give is hassan piker makes a video i say he's completely right about this he responds by insulting me telling me i'm wrong because he has to do that yeah of course that's what the, the left is are you are you aligned with the social orthodoxy or not if you're not you're bad and you're right wing it's like they've distilled the current good and the current good is this above, above all it's all it so is so i think ukraine the ukraine war is a really great example ukraine the war in ukraine they all these leftists support how does that happen? For what reason are they in favor of the U.S. intervention? They have no reason. Yeah, no reasons. If they were on social media and uh, notice that every one of their views aligns with what social media permits and promotes. Hmm. Everything. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. If you were to get rid of the social media apparatus, they would be agreeing with whatever the television said. That's it. 
So that's why I say this ideology is promoted and pushed through social media, the, not the universities. The universities, or I should say, the universities promote and push it, obviously, mm -hmm. but it only has power because these people think they can get clicks and traffic on social media. If the big tech companies banned these people, they would change their tune in two seconds, which is why AOC is now saying we need surgical strikes on Hamas because she knows what butters her bread. And she she's watching all the people saying pro. Look, all these people who are pro-Palestine now supporting Hamas and they're getting canceled. The Harvard mm -hmm. students who wrote the letter being like, please, no, we made a mistake about this. Social media told them Black Lives Matter is the winner. Support them. So they did. Mm -hmm. But oopsie, they were wrong. Mm -hmm. The power structure said, no, 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 not this time. AOC changes her tune. And all of a sudden she's like, well, we, we have to stop Gaza. They're firing rockets, too. And Hamas must be dealt with. Wow. Mm. Major departure from the democratic socialists of America who have outright pr promoted and supported Hamas as resistance freedom fighters and cheered in the streets of New York for bombing civilians. Not an exaggeration. No, it's when the woman said they fired rockets on Tel Aviv, they all cheered and screamed. Yes. And AOC has inverted her position. Why? Because she knows who butters her bread. Mm -hmm. The machine you, you you can't support this. And the people who are are losing their jobs. And like there's a doctor in New York got fired for cheering for this. She went on social media and she cheered for her mosque. She got fired. Mm -hmm. Watch them change their tune overnight. And now they're going to say, you know, I always did wonder about BLM. Whatever social media tells them to support, they will. Well, that happened to to a uh, Air Canada pilot got got suspended for being pro Hamas as well. They and thought they were they thought they were doing the right thing. Yeah, they thought they were doing the right thing by hating Jews. That's don't, right. Don't they always think that? Was it a well, tweet? It, like how did was it a tweet? It, was oh, he on the intercom? No, there were <laughs> photographs of him at uh, like rallies with um, very detailed signs about how much he hates wow. Israel. Wow. <laughs> well, in the way the left is organized themselves, you have to remember is through the Cold War, it was very easy and binary, right? Because the socialists, the left, it was class war. Right. Mm -hmm. That was the identifier. That was how they, you know, the proletariat and blah, 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 bourgeoisie. That's how they organized themselves. After the collapse of the Soviet Union and the end of the Cold War, this is where we saw the rise of identity politics. How do you get more power? You create more identities. Right. And this is why we see this fractious numbers of groups that they're trying to wrap their arms around as it relates to some type of grievance group but, that they brought into the fold. But how does it give you more power? How does having more identities, it's because there is a machine that will share your posts with more people right. if you have more keywords. Mm -hmm. Yes. So look these, look these Vice articles up. The, 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 the hilarious one, I'll try and find it for the, for the Uncensored, where it's like black trans women of color fighting police brutality exemplify Black Lives Matter perfectly. And it's like, wow, they really crammed everything into one headline there. <laughs> right. And it's so... You make an article that says racism is bad, you'll get X views. Sexism is bad, Y views. It's not X plus Y if you combine them, it's X times Y, it's exponential. Mm. Because what happens with the social media algorithms is the more hits you get, then they exponentially increase how much they, they share your content. Mm -hmm. The algorithm on YouTube used to function like this, or uh, I believe YouTube functioned like this. If in the first 10 minutes your video goes out, it hits more than 10% of your subscribers and they click it, then YouTube will amplify it 100-fold. Because they're like, we got we got a hot one here. Push this one out. They desperately want to make sure that hot content, kind of that's, that's that people want to watch, gets the most traffic and makes the most money. And content that is bad gets pushed away so that viewers stay on the platform and watch something else. So if you combine all the keywords, you are going to hit a wider swath of users. 
you're going to get more hits in the first 10 minutes and the algorithm will promote you exponentially further right. than if you just chose one. So of course, if you said, I like Trump, yeah, you get a thousand views. But if you put Donald Trump is racist, sexist, anti-gay, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, go away. Mm. Well, now you got Trump three times. You got all these other buzzwords. Boom, you're getting promoted like crazy. Right. Mm. All right, we got this from Gabriel Lopez. He says, can Hamas rockets even demolish entire buildings? If they can, why aren't Israeli buildings demolished? Iron Dome only captures 90%. Some pass through do damage, but nowhere near demolition level. On the other, other side, half of Gaza is demolished exactly like the hospital. The first question is, was the hospital demolished entirely? I don't think that was the case, but was it? Don't know. I don't know if no, I, know. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think it was demolished entirely. No, no. Um, it may have been. And that being said, it may have been Israel. Yeah. It may have been a strike from Israel that was targeting terrorists that were using the hospital or they made a mistake. Who knows? It yeah. seems based on uh, uh, the evidence I've seen so far, my preliminary assessment is it is more likely a Hamas rocket misfire than Israel blowing up a hospital. Yeah. And, and that's what I believe, um, you know, but obviously there's information trying to counter that narrative, but that that is just by what I saw, what I've seen, that's what I believe. It, it seems to be the simpler solution. Hamas fired a rocket. These are makeshift improvised devices. They're, they're, they are powerful and it caused tremendous damage to a hospital. It could have been a lot of things, but uh, maybe the videos aren't real. We just don't know definitively. But I, I, I feel like it's too cartoonishly villainy to be like Israel blew up a hospital full of children. It's like, OK, look, like I understand there's a lot of serious airstrikes that are hitting civilian areas. But the narrative Israel pushes out, whether true or false, doesn't matter. The statements they make is limit civilian casualties. The statements made by Hamas videos of them parading around the children they've captured and the families they've killed. Exactly. Like, I'm sorry, dude. Exactly. I, I, I'm not giving Hamas the benefit of the doubt on this one. No. I can't do it. Plus, what we've seen, it just leans in that direction. But I'm not I'm not claiming I know definitively in Israel, Israel is completely innocent when it comes to collateral damage or it's war. What do you, what do you expect? But this idea that you, like you're going to trust Hamas after they, they put out a video of them with the children of the families they've kidnapped. Mm -hmm. And they've then, been publicly executing people. Yeah. Hostages. There's yeah. videos of them killing civilians who are just driving their car, like pulling up to a kibbutz and they just walk up to the car and just kill the drivers. Yeah. Yes. I mean, th th this is, come on. Yeah. At, at the very least, Israel's like, hey, we're trying to limit, limit civilian casualties. And it's like, okay, well, I don't completely believe you're doing an effective job at it. Mm -hmm. Maybe AOC is right. We need more precision and intelligence in, in the issue. But at the very least, they're saying it. That's I don't know what, what else we to did do. with Iraq. Remember the one Patriot missile? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Going down the building. Remember that? Mm -mm. What was that? In, in the Iraq war. Remember? You don't remember nope. this? I was, I'm. You're older than me. I'm way older than <laughs> yeah. you. Uh, yeah. But so George Bush launched this Iraq war and we kept seeing, I remember because my stepmother was obsessed with watching it on CNN, which at the time was your basic news <laughs> yeah. is yeah. what it seemed like. Yeah. But they played, you know, 24 hour coverage and it was just, you kept seeing this one Patriot missile, like almost going down a chimney and blowing stuff up. Mm -hmm. It was really fascinating. So here's here's Anwar Abu Baker says, Israel said they did it, Tim. I have the tweet from Israel. You are lying. No, I didn't. I mentioned during the show that there was a guy who tweeted they did it and then deleted the tweet, which doesn't mean anything. It, it could be that you just instantly believe he's the bad guy because you're biased. I don't think a single tweet from someone saying we did a thing and then deleting it proves anything. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting circumstantial evidence indicating there's a possibility they did. But I don't know how we're going to know for sure definitively. Because I have the tweet from the Israeli official. Happy to share it with you. They did it. I've also heard from others 
that the, the, the official who tweeted out isn't uh, the individual who tweeted out isn't actually an official. So uh, what am I supposed to do there? Huh? Yep. There were reports that Israel said they were going to have to target hospitals. Then there were reports that Hamas said they were going to use their biggest rocket right before this. Right. It's impossible to know anything. You cannot be emotionally attached to any bit of news the second it comes out. No. Right. That's totally. dangerous. Totally. You have to be very careful. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pull up this uh, real quick. I looked up the thing you were talking about in Vice. Yeah. It's literally like right, a so, okay, dozen so, articles. Yeah. The guy the guy who tweeted that. this doesn't yeah, appear. The, the guy who tweeted this out that got deleted is not a, an official with the government. Right. He's a media personality. It just looked like it. Well, right? and he, is that the uh, is that the one where he, the guy said he was with Al Jazeera? No. Okay. Cause no, that one was annoying. That's probably fake. That looked fake. Yeah. The Super account fake. is deleted and yep. there's no one of that name yeah. working at Al Jazeera. And check, check when these Twitter accounts were created, please. That yep. one was September. Right. Yeah. Of this and I, year, and right? I saw yeah. I saw someone retweet the person who spammed 500 posts. I work for Al Jazeera and it was, it, you know, what, what did they say? It was Israel or Hamas or whatever. Either yeah. way, I ignore it because yeah. I'm like, get out of here with your bot garbage. Yup. It looked very, yeah. And anyway, that, that account is gone now. Smash the like button, subscribe mm. to this channel, share the show if you like it, and head over to timcast.com because the members only uncensored show will be up in a couple of minutes. You got to click join us, become a member at timcast.com to watch. You're going to love it. We got a lot to talk about. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL. You can follow me personally at Timcast. Riley, do you want to shout anything out? Yeah, you can follow me at Riley Moore WV. Uh, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, website moreforwv.com uh, if you want to check out my congressional race. Sweet. Uh, I'm Shane Cashman everywhere online except for TikTok because they banned me from my videos with Alex Jones. <laughs> the second they heard Alex's voice, they were nuked my account. I don't wow. even care. I hate TikTok. Lame. But uh, Shane Cashman everywhere. And you can find all my stories at timcast.com. Uh, I'm Libby Emmons. You can find me at Libby Emmons on Twitter. I am dead naming for now and for always. Yes. And you can check out everything we do at thepostmillennial.com and humanevents.com. And if you want to be a subscriber, we would love it. Uh, thepostmillennial.com slash subscribe. And I am Surge.com and I am rooting for the box and uh, you should be too. We play against England and we can beat them again, guys. Cheers. All right, everybody, we will see you over at TimCast.com in a couple minutes. Thanks for hanging out. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.